We are back at it this Saturday, True Hill Heat 151. It is full gear weekend. That's why you don't see the True Hill Heat background in back of me because I'm in Minnesota. I'm going to full gear tonight. We're going to preview the show, talk about the weekend wrestling with a returning special guest. Producer, hit the intro. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 151. Full gear in the valley on this edition of True Hill Heat. We will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including a recap of the week in wrestling with AEW Rampage ahead of full gear, WWE SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, Impact, NXT, Raw. We also got Tony during a lot of controversy for weird comments made during the uh, pre-pay-per-view <laughs> conference call. You got Becky Lynch shooting on Real Life Heat on Sasha on uh, Charlotte Flair and preview and predictions for AEW Full Gear 2021 New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley, plus much more. I am back once again with the beautiful, the lovely, all hair in a bun and looking gorgeous, Miss Chrissy Love. Good morning, everybody. Are we all ready to put these cars in fast gear and just go for full gear? Yeah. You see what I did there, right? <laughs> Top guy, JJ, we miss you, friend. Well, yes, we do. The candle maker is not here with us, but we had to bring back one of our personal favorite special yes. guests every time he's on the show. We have good laughs, good times, and he tells us how Brit Wrestling is dead. He is the co-host of Gravel App Podcast, as well as over on Post Wrestling, the British Wrestling Experience. I like I said, a guy that we often have on before AEW pay-per-views. So this is no different. The one, the only, Benno. What's going on? Uh, hey guys, always glad to uh, glad to be here with you guys. And, yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't make it over to Minnesota, so this is the second best option, I think. I think this this works. Yeah. Out. This is a good feel, full gear day. Yes. You're, you're, you're living vicariously through me, you, and you're with me, so you're here. You're here. Yeah, you're here yeah, in the exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we want to we wanna shout out everybody who's joining us live in the live chat today. We, you, This True Hill Heat flagship podcast is mostly about you guys. It's interactive, so we want to hear your thoughts in the live chat. Our producer going through a couple. We got Nick Jackson in the live chat, Vala B, Alan Weinstein, Jeff L. So, of course your super chat donations are always appreciated it helps the channel grow and we will make sure that we highlight your comment during this episode here we got alan weinstein saying what's up sp3 happy saturday morning i know you and Cass are tired and cold up there in minnesota it, it is pretty cold. It is pretty cold. Uh, <laughs> Jeff L saying, you know, Cass is warm up there with that beard. Yeah, he's 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 fine. He's he's he, and he's from North Carolina, so I I guess the beard it helps out for all is things. Is it different? Is it different than New York cold? Yeah, because we okay. got we got the the bitter cold, but it's anticipated. Like you could tell the weather is going to be later on. This it just gets cold out of nowhere. It seems like so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Alan Weinstein saying glad to have Chrissy Love and Benno this morning. Thanks for holding it down, of course, of course. And thank you guys for joining us live. This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends over at Warrior Wrestling, as well as Powered 4 TV. You can get one month off Powered 4 TV by using the promo code H-E-A-T, HEAT. And 
go over to patreon.com forward slash true hill heat become a patreon supporter today three dollars a month backer you get exclusive content like our true hill heat post show true rewind extra as well as j news japan we've just put up our power struggle 2021 review and we start off this episode of true hill heat with our true hill roll call our top three conversation starters over on the true hills group page coming in at number three jessica v coming in at number two dennis smith and coming in at number one the negro buck nick jackson and no 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 difference there chrissy none whatsoever as always the usual suspects uh yep. a couple of true hills to shout out carlos navarro you my boy blue evb vala b uh dj eric and our youtube subscriber highlight a bunch of these people are in the live chat already jeff l saying full gear is here let's do this saying that on All our right. full gear preview earlier in the week and we're gonna make this a shorter version we're just gonna go through what we miss the news and then preview the big shows for the weekend yeah. but we got to talk about the first thing we missed which was last night, AEW Rampage, Benno and Chrissy. It was in Minnesota. I was there live. You had good Jungle Boy. I, it was it was, it was was a good time. The, being in an AEW crowd is like being at a party. Sometimes you don't know the person next to you, but you're just like, hi. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> I think that's most wrestling shows, though. Mm. Mm, I've been to a few <laughs> WWE shows, and I don't want to know the person next to me. So, um. okay, oh, damn. okay, okay, oh, continue, friend. Sorry. Just being honest. You're in the VIP <laughs> section of SB3. Come on, you got some. Uh, right, I'm about to say, you wrestling red, celebrities around you. You know, he's I, on I, Hollywood now, so you got to like look at him a little sideways now. This is this is I my got, SP. I, I, knew, I met a few <laughs> years ago. You know. I gotta shout out I gotta shout out the brother the brother uh fifth generation Carney. He actually met me last night uh oh. at, at Target at Target Center and he comes Tar-J? up to me Tarjay, yes, he came up to me and he was like, Can I get a picture? I was like, This is my first time at a wrestling event. I was just like what? And then he was like fifth generation. I was like, Oh I was like, I felt, <laughs> felt like I, I like I I like met like That's a distant awesome. cousin. A distant cousin that you didn't recognize, yeah. and then they say their name. You're like, "Oh, you, you!" You were supposed to post the picture right here so we could see it. You guys together. I told him to to contact me on social Come media. On, I know. I, the, um, I, Carney, what's wrong with you? I know. I know his. I it, if, see you, the if, if you message me the picture now, Carney, we'll make sure we put it on screen for everyone yeah. to see. And yes, that was that's me. <laughs> that's me in, in Minneapolis, especially if if uh, tonight tonight goes as planned. And drunk guy oh, JJ, drunk guy, yes. Oh. Why yes. do I not think? Of course he's there, Jesus. Of course he's always there. That's he's why at every I, show. How does he? You know what? I'm not even. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. I, okay. That's why. That's why I'm gonna be f- with Four C Quan tonight at uh. At four. But, but weren't you guys together at what what event you guys went to in was it Chicago? It was uh all out 2019. Yes. All out 2019. So hopefully we make some AEW video packages tonight. But right. back to what I said, where me and Fifth Generation Carney took our picture, AEW Rampage. You had Jungle Boy defeating Bobby Fish in a fine mm-hmm. opener after the match. Adam Cole and Fish jumped Jungle Boy until Christian Cage and Luciosaurus made the save. Yeah. You had Dante Martin, hometown hero, big pop for him, defeated Ariel Davari in his debut in a fun showcase match. Both guys 
guys were very popular with their hometown fans. Uh, mm -hmm. After the match, Team Taz invited Martin into their group. Jade Cargill beat Santana Garrett with uh, Red Velvet in the crowd. After the match, they got into a pull-apart brawl. Matt mm -hmm. Hardy defeated Orange Cassidy in a strange strange lumberjack match to watch live and um hangman page confronted adam cole and the young bucks he yeah. apologized to the bucks for everything that went down and said if they got involved at full gear page will ruin them one of the best backstage wow. segments yep. mm -hmm. i i've seen in quite some time he's such a great baby face he apologized because he was wrong what a what a logical thing to do <laughs> Beno, what did you think about uh rampage last night and what stood out the most to you yeah, it's a decent show. It's interesting. They mm -hmm. kind of didn't stack it with stars, did they? It was like no. everybody pretty much who's got a match, you know, tonight was left off the show. So it was kind of like almost like Tony was throwing a bone to the people who weren't on the pay-per-view and it was mm -hmm. that yeah. kind of show. So in ring-wise, I suppose it wasn't the most spectacular. I can't imagine it's going to do a, a killer rating or anything. But I think it, it felt like it was more about getting more last-minute video packages in, you know, more, you know, the Kingston Punk package, you know, and, and other little bits and pieces to, to promote the pay-per-view. I agree with you. The main event was odd. Um, I don't understand this Matt Hardy thing. Like, I was, I was, this feud feel like it's been going on for 25 years and, like, everyone stopped caring about it 15 years ago. Like, how is it? And how did Matt Hardy go at the end, over at the end of it all? Like, it just makes no sense. Like, like Orange Cassidy cut the perfect promo before the match, yes. saying, like, yes. like I I'm sick of this. It's gone on too long. I was just like, yo, he's yep. reading the crowd's mind. And that's why I was like, okay, he has to win this one. But no, of course no, not. Still, he, yeah. He, 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 lo he loses. It was, yeah, very strange. Chrissy Love, what, what did you think about Rampage and what stood out for you? Um... It was sorry. Uh, someone's yelling outside. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's, <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? That's, Anywho, that's um, <laughs> yeah. Is it my heart? Um, He's everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> in the crowd. In the crowd with yeah. the death stare. Like, um, I love the opener. I think the opener was great. Um, but yeah, the end. The ending was kind of weird for me. Um, but you know, it was a weird go home show. But I guess you know, just put it on. You know, we had they had to do a show, so you know, mm, let's yeah. just give these guys a match. But yeah, um, definitely, I feel like he was just like, these people are tired of seeing us. Why do we keep like like he's he's telling them what we're saying, but we can't say it out loud because we're just you know the audience. So he's mm -hmm. you know he's reading our mind. He has like some telekinesis. He has something going on, and he it, it, everything he said was true. I think he did a great promo, but yeah, the ending was just like, huh, okay, you know. You, but it was it was a solid you know regular Friday show. You said mm. telekinesis. <laughs> yeah, sorry, wrong one. You know that's why I, I, love I, it. I stopped midway. I you know. did, not, did you catch me? See why you keep playing up? See, I was I. Thanks. I loved, it. Great. I, loved it. I loved it. It's, it's, it's Ray early here, so I, I stopped I, I, midway. I stopped midway, and he still he still happened to hear it. You know. You know, you know I love you know I love you, Chrissy. <laughs> and here it is. There's hey, me and fifth oh, generation wow. Cardi. Yes, me and fifth generation Cardi. Thank you, nice. Cardi, for, for posting this on uh, the Twitter machine. Yes, we saw each other at Rampage. Anybody going to full gear? That's just so come cool. up to me. Oh, yeah. Cardi Cardi can tell you. I, I'm very I'm very um taken aback by people that want to take a picture with me, but I, I have no problem <laughs> I have no problem doing it if you if you feel it like it does look you, like you, Rick Rubin. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's the beard. That's not what I imagine, and I, I love. I love. That's why I wanted to see the picture because it's not what I pictured in my head, and I love it. It looks like Rick Rubin for sure. So yes, hi Cardi. Uh, Good morning, <laughs> hey, Cardi. Great picture. Yes, Great awesome picture. picture. Thank you for coming, coming uh, by me and uh, asking yes. for the picture. And then his son oh. actually met as well, the streak saver, uh, saying what? hope everyone, er everything's doing well. Great people, great people. So That's definitely, awesome. I, I see a bunch of people in the live chat, you know, uh, hope all is well in Minneapolis. SP3, this is from Heal. Steven, he says, hope you rollerblade through the Mall of America like in uh, Mighty Ducks 2. Uh, it's not real <laughs> unless I do that, but uh, my my wifey wants to wants to go to Mall of America, so I won't take that away from her. Uh, that's the only thing I can't do, I guess. Um, <laughs> Bala, Bala B says, it's kind of shocking to see a genuine character growth in wrestling, but glad AEW normalizes it with Hangman's story. Thank you, Bala B. Always appreciate those super chat donations, and that's a great comment. Great. Yeah, yeah, this just the storytelling in general, how long this story has gone, and the attention to detail. He was wearing the same short shirt that he wore when he cost the Bucks the tag team title match, and they kicked him out of the elite. That's just oh, little Easter eggs nice. throughout this. Like, I, I'm gonna make wow, sure I watch. Put the up again? Uh, yeah, if you could put the picture up of uh, Hangman with the uh, with the Young Bucks. But yeah, I, just that attention to detail, it makes me want to go out of my way to watch Full Gear wow. last year to see mm -hmm. if there's any callbacks uh, in this match tonight. So just great yeah. stuff from uh, Rampage other than that main event. That main event was... Wow. Yeah, I, okay. I love that segment. It's like... They feel like real human beings, you know? Like, how on page is the baby face, the books are the right, heels. Right, yeah. But they can still go out there and have a real conversation, even though listen. Like, that makes him more of a likable baby face to me. Yeah. Go, listen, man, I, I got some things wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, but then they still wrap it up at the end with, but if you get my way, you know, there's going to be an issue type of thing. It just <laughs> yeah, felt like real life. Exactly. And then the, the crowd response to uh, Paige and Cole uh, confronting each other, yes, that, yes. that was that really was loud. Yep. So that that's, yeah, that needs to be definitely either Revolution or maybe the first TBS show. Go with Cole and yeah, Paige. Or yeah. at, after whoever was the AEW world title eliminator, we got a comment here from Balabi saying, this isn't over. They're using this to bring in chaos, at least mm -hmm. Okada. And here's the thing. Okada can't do big matches this tour because he can't afford losses before Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that was a tease because Tony Khan did say that, that best friends need to bring in um, someone from their new group, Chaos, to come help them. I don't think it's going to be Okada. Maybe we get Ishii because uh, Ishii is also in the United States. So I think it's going to be big, though. Like to go from where we were, you know, locked down and now we can have these guys like come over here. And now it's, it's a, that's a big deal. It's really a yeah. big deal. Yeah, I don't think they're giving guys as much credit as they, they should, you know? They never will. Never will. <laughs> uh, also, last night you had SmackDown for WWE. King Woods defeated Roman Reigns by disqualification, thanks to the Usos. After the match, Jimmy and Jay crowned uh, Roman, and Roman looked utterly ridiculous with that crown on. I just wanted to I mention that. I don't think so. Uh, it's a great t-shirt to, to sell, friend. He looks fucking ridiculous. Like, like <laughs> big uh, Xavier, you know, embracing the crown and want to be king of the ring. It comes off endearing. 
Right. Roman doing it is just very cringe because he's been this all powerful, you know, as Try stopping everything. Yeah. He can't do ridiculous things or wear ridiculous things like that okay. in my head. Okay. That's, That's just what I mean. about like, uh, the King of the Ring in general. Okay. It's like it's like one of you in the King of the Ring. It's like you got a you got like a job in like a, like an ancient times like Camelot kind of like theme park <laughs> or something like that. And all of a sudden you think you're a real king and you've got subjects yeah, and things. Uh-uh. Like the thing about Woods is he can carry it off, can't he? Because he's kind of got that sense of humor that makes it work. And you know he's like a fan of the King of the Ring concept. But I do agree. Anytime anyone else puts that crown on, they just look a bit silly, don't they? Like the plain dresser. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's just like would with would Brock Lesnar wear that crown? Hell no. John Cena wear that crown? Hell no. And that's why like, even okay, you make that's sense. Why, you make it. You make sense. Yeah. That's why those are the only guys that have been able to seem like they could beat Roman in the last couple of months. No regular guy when he's in the ring with Roman do you think he's going to get a pinfall over Roman. Mm. You only think the part-timers like that because they don't do ridiculous things like that. That was I don't I, I mm. didn't get it. Uh okay, Liam, right. you, you've made your you're, you've made the you've made it. Okay, fine. Jeez. Okay. Uh, tell uh, me. He, he's been caught <laughs> by the in Minnesota, so that's what's happened. <laughs> I, like, I, maybe I have you know. Aaliyah made her in-ring debut also on SmackDown pinning Natalya to give Aaliyah, Sasha Banks, and Naomi a win over Natty, Shayna Baszler, and Shotzi. After the match though, Sonya Deville uh, basically uh, took Aaliyah out of the match saying that she wasn't worthy of being on Team SmackDown. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't... What is... I I don't understand this, but okay. We are one week away... One week away Survivor from Survivor Series, and none of the teams are official or or have, have, have made changes. <laughs> they announced the teams on why... the internet, yeah, and then they changed their minds. <laughs> like, what? What's going on, Chrissy? <laughs> this is the saddest Survivor Series ever. Maybe not ever, but this is just really like tragic right now because it. Why, first of all, why would you inter- announce it on the internet? That's number one. Mm. Number two. We're a week, literally a week away. You breaking up the teams, and now I really don't feel like anything against Team SmackDown's Team Raw makes any sense for 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 one of your big four shows. The sh- like throw mm. it in the trash. Like there, like I want to go, I want to support, but I can't. But I can't give them my money to go. Like that's like that's really what it is. Like if someone's buying me a ticket, great. But for me to spend mm. my own hard work, my hard working money to don't go is just. I, I just don't feel like I don't feel the inve- the investment is not there. Let me see my let me see the 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 when you buy a property. Let me see what I'm going to receive from this investment. What am I going to benefit mm. from this? And I'm not receiving. I'm not feeling that right now for Survivor Series. I don't know anybody else. I could be wrong. But from what watching these Raw SmackDown this week, I don't I don't see anything. Do you guys agree? I 100% agree. They barely even mentioned the main event of Big E versus Romer, and they got the New Day feuding with the Bloodline. Like, just mentioned it a few times that another New Day member is versing the leader of the Bloodline. It's, it's just like, really he nice. Should have, he should have been on SmackDown. Like, I don't... Go ahead, go ahead, friend. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I don't. It's about I just, guys. That's the important thing. It's uh, you know, a lot of the people who were on SmackDown three weeks ago were fighting for the uh, for the life of Monday Night Raw in their precious red T-shirts. It's just this every year, isn't it? It's like it's supposed to be a big four pay per view, but it's clearly like the the bastard son of the main four, isn't it? Yes. Don't yeah. Oh my. Treat it with any regard. Yes. It no. Definitely. Yes, it sure. definitely is the Step last. Sister 
of the the big four like aew has done a better job in two years of like making all their pay-per-views matter and feel important Mm -hmm. while the four biggest ones in wwe they only care about three out of they only care about 75 percent of that and and that's only four of their maybe 12 to 13 pay-per-views that they had throughout the year it's so it's so sad because I really enjoy Survivor Series was one of my favorite big four pay-per-views. And to Same. see where it is now is just really, really like heartbreaking. Very, very heartbreaking. Like you you have the, the jewels are there. It's just a matter of like you guys just don't want to pick it up and make it work. Yeah. That, that's it. It's not hard, is it's, it? Like you're not we're not gonna frig- really Go ahead, Benno. No, I was gonna say, like if this was AEW, you'd have like you know, obviously there's a lot of stables in AEW, but they'd be spending the time building up the stables, and then this pay-per-view would be special because you'd be seeing the stables go against each other. There's, there's so many logical combinations you could do with WWE, and none of them ever happen. Like, I just don't understand the purpose of this pay-per-view at this point. I think, if anything, I think they think Money in the Bank's a bigger deal um, than Survivor Series. It's just, yeah, it Yes! <laughs> I totally, I totally agree with that, and they're showing Extreme that. Extreme Rules next was more important than Survivor Series, and we passed that one. Mm. That was trash. Like, nah, 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 Extreme Rules wasn't more important than Survivor. Extreme Rules, they didn't even, they didn't even. At least Survivor Series, they've announced Survivor Series matches for Extreme Rules. They had one Extreme know. Rules match. <laughs> Romeo, well, I was going to add to uh, Beno's point that Money in the Bank is in a stadium show now. Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. <gasps> Thanks, friend. That yeah, is they, true. Yeah, they, they ain't gonna put Survivor Series in no damn stadium. That's for damn sure. And not but, after you know, the way they booked this one. And it's sad because this is one, like, you know, New York is one of the big, like, platforms where, like, people all come from, like, Jersey, Connecticut. Like, you have everyone coming here and mm. there's nothing, like, usually, like, when they come to our cities, like, I'll probably buy a ticket last minute. I don't really think I, I'll invest my time in going. I'd rather watch it at home. No, no. I mean, my, that's my, my peacock money that I barely hate to spend. <laughs> this is the first event in, at Barclays Center since the pandemic, and it's not even sold out. We're a week oh. away, and it's not even sold out. I seen. I got an email. Yeah, uh, what's today? Saturday. I got an email. I think it was Thursday, and I was looking, and I was like, "This is a shame that they're still asking us to buy tickets for these events. All three of them." And, and you can only imagine the tickets that they're giving away because literally with like uh, AEW, I was able to get media for last night. I wasn't able to get media for full gear. With WWE, all I did was ask for media for Survivor Series. It was like, hey, here you go. Here yeah, you take, go. A ticket, <laughs> take a ticket. I mean, they just they just give it away tickets at this point. And the the final thing that uh, went down on SmackDown that were, was worth no two things, uh, Tony Storm <laughs> confronted Charlotte Flair to challenge her for the SmackDown Women's Championship championship as well as jeff hardy defeated Sami Zayn to eliminate Sami Zayn from team smackdown Which at survivor just, series oh Sami Zayn can't get oh, poor Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is so so good and they just like they book him like oh my god but they got smiling corbin up there like that's just trash to me i'm sorry that's disrespectful so now SmackDown went from 60% of them being on uh, Raw before to now it's uh, 75%. So improvement. God. Improvement, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go through a couple of your, your, really your sad, comments like... here. 
Uh, great point by Vala B. Uh, one note that I didn't have from uh, SmackDown, Von Wagner, he, uh, Vala B says Von Wagner is beating Roman for the Universal title. We had a Von Wagner sighting, ladies and gentlemen. Not that, that you would have known it if you weren't looking at the screen at the time, because they didn't even mention that he was standing there with Ad Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. So they Can you show it? <laughs> oh, yes, he was the, the, dude, the dude with the big forehead, right? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, him, yeah. Forehead, forehead he, why... for days. Yeah, yeah. Why well, was yeah? Didn't uh, 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 we got understand why he was there? But okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. We got Nick Jackson uh, says. Remember, guys, for just pennies a day, you can help True Hill Heat purchase and save ROH, make Ring of Heat <laughs> a reality. Yo, we need. We need, Nick... <laughs> we need we Ring of Heat, and we have to do the um. What, what do we call the Housewives of Wrestling? No, what do we? What, no, what do we? What do we wives, call the... Uh, yeah, yeah, wrestling wives. Wrestling, wrestling wives. wives. There we go. Oh yes, yeah, so, so we we have now come up with a, a reality show for. It's a little different than Total Divas because now we have like wives and girlfriends, and it's just okay. so we have to get them all together. And it's probably going to be now. I don't know if WWE wants to be involved because I know Randy Orton's wife wants to be on the show for sure. Her and Matt Hardy's wife definitely have to be like the two girls there. They are the oh, main my. two chicks that have to be on the show. The other Rebel ones will have to <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. See, mm. Benno sees it. See, Benno. That's why. It. That's why she's the star. That's why she's the star. Of the <laughs> Chrissy, show. Chrissy went straight for the Puerto Rican wives first. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the money's at. That's where the money's at, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but those got... are the ones that are more authentic, and you know they're going to bring the they're going to bring this the show and the drama because they think mm. that they are the leaders of the whip, the wives, right or wrong. From the Instagrams. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all for your cat. We're, we're putting you in charge of casting here, Chrissy. <laughs> so you got this. Uh, Bills Mafia STF saying, I don't watch WWE anymore. But isn't Roman supposed to be serious? Yes. yes. That's why him looking like Burger King is not what we want from uh, Roman. We got uh, Alan Weinstein saying that's because Roman is getting the AAA super protected treatment. Uh, well, up until he put that crown on, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, we got uh, also Alan Weinstein saying, uh, why was Aaliyah there to get a win and then pulled from the team? And they made him look like a sad dog the whole show. These are the type of questions we need answers. Uh, Alan Weinstein <laughs> says, Von Wagner, I don't have dreams. He has movies with that forehead. <laughs> great stuff. That's good. Great. Wow, is the absolute is state of this? Like, oh, that is great. The absolute state of the Survivor Series card. Like, just... in front of my head, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. But yeah, is this is this card like? It's so bad, and like this weekend is just like this couple of weeks is just all we're talking about is AEW. Like, would you guys agree? Is New is New York an AEW town now? Is this what we're finding out with the Survivor Series weekend? We the New Yorkers always had hardcore wrestling fans. Like you could go back right, right. years to Madison mm -hmm. Square Garden shows, and New York fans are in their own business. So right. I, I think I think that yeah, if if wrestling the number one promotion in wrestling is AEW, then New York is usually an AEW town, and yeah. they kind of proved it in September. Before, when we, they, we, yeah, when we were here, when they, was that September? Well, September was, yeah, when they had the Madison Square Garden show for SmackDown, and then they right. had Arthur Ashe. Yeah. The Arthur Ashe show was really, really, like, that room was on fire. And, mm. um, 
it was really, really good. I wasn't there for Madison Square Garden, so I couldn't even tell you. But I'm sure we just bring the, the noise all the time. But it's a, it was very different when I was at AEW, though. Mm, different different type of energy uh, yeah. with the AEW crowd in general, for sure. Uh, we got for also what we missed this week, AEW Dynamite. They did 913,000 viewers. Excellent main event uh, go-home segment with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page doing a contract signing ahead of full gear that ended with Don Callis returning to blast yeah. uh, Hangman <laughs> with the camera to bust him open. Uh, we also had Pac defeating uh, Dax Harwood in a fantastic encounter. Uh, you also had Leo Rush and Dante Martin beat Lee Moriarty and Matt. Matt Seidel in an awesome tag team contest. Brian Danielson defeated Rocky Romero in a sublime opener. Jungle Boy beat Anthony Bowens in a good clash. And after the match, Bobby Fish attacked Jungle Boy to set up that match that we talked about on AEW Rampage. And we got the first hint that we might get undisputed in AEW yes, with Cole introducing Fish as his friend to the Young Bucks. Uh, Benno, what stood out the most for you on the Go Home Dynamite? Yeah, it was another kind of weird formatted show because it was a great show, <laughs> but the matches yeah. themselves were, were like nothing on nothing in the match list, and you were like, "Oh, that's going to be a big draw." And I know there's the issues with the West Coast time zone right now, and that's yeah. why the ratings a little bit lower than you know we would hope. But I think that also goes to it as well. They didn't really have any like big blow away matches, mm -hmm. but again, what they did have was a lot of build for the pay per view, a lot of angles, a lot of stuff like that. But then the matches that weren't so much, you know. No prestige matches were all just really good, weren't they? Like mm -hmm. me and USB three were old school ROH guys, aren't we? So we're always going to love Danielson and uh, and Rocky Romero out there doing like New Japan Dojo style <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it was such a good match. It was every every Danielson match is great, but it felt different again than everything else he's done so far. So that was really good. I thought Pack and Dax Harwood had a really good, you know, hard hitting match on there as well. There wasn't there wasn't a bad match all night. And mm -hmm. yeah, but that was kind of my takeaway and the angles too. I think, you know, I'm not a I've not been a fan of this inner circle American top team stuff. But I think this was their best angle so far. I think it's probably because yeah. American Top Team came out and managed to uh, beat up in a circle before we got another twenty minute in a circle address the parlay town square whatever you want to call it segment like they were the, <laughs> the biggest baby faces in the world for me um just for that pure moment there but even that worked for me and that's probably my least favorite program going into the pay-per-view this is this was the first time that I really viewed Dan Lambert as a babyface, especially him having yeah. on the walls of Jericho and giving us the history <laughs> of the Boston Crab while doing it. That's just great. That's just there was two great heel moments by non wrestlers on the show, and that was that Dan Lambert uh, walls of Jericho and Don Callis wearing a fucking oh. mask, having fake facial hair. That is just that is just next level heel mm -hmm. douchery. Mm -hmm. That is just, I kept. Yeah, every time he went across the, the screen, it was like, oh, the camera works shoddy tonight. Why is that cameraman constantly in the way? I thought the production was better. <laughs> I bought it, hook, line, and sinker. I thought he was gone. It was great. Yes, yes, exactly. And they did. They did it very coy with, um, on this show, was the first time they showed the full gear graphic with Ham Hangman and Kenny, and he wasn't there. He wasn't even yeah. in the picture. Like, they set it oh, up, man, and they, they foreshadowed it excellent. <laughs> They got us. And I was wondering yeah. where he was when he came out. I was like, why is he by himself? Like, what's happening? Like, mm. I was like, Don Cal's been missing for a couple, you know, 
couple of couple of days, weeks, or whatever. I'm like, where you at, friend? And then he was there, which mm. was very good. It was priceless. It was priceless. Yeah. The the most unique thing with AEW fans, though, what I'm seeing is that they have a general knowledge of professional wrestling that you mm-hmm. don't see all the time with crowds because, like, they I know Booker T, of course, Booker T. We got to talk about him again. He had he had a spicy opinion this week talking about the Omega and Page. Uh, contract signing and saying oh um i don't know who kenny omega's partner is he they shouldn't be saying stuff that the common viewer doesn't know this is the culmination the last angle of a fucking three almost three year storyline of course they're gonna mention stuff that they think you should already know but they Mm -hmm. did this in a way where like even even when i got when i'm talking to like casual fans about the segment they enjoyed they enjoyed that part because that made them go who is kenny's partner and look it up if they didn't know like but Mm -hmm. the crowd Mm -hmm. that was in attendance in indianapolis they popped they popped for that line yeah they knew they know who the partner is but also used to wwe not rewarding you for paying close attention if anything you're punished for paying close attention to wwe tv like think of any tv show you like think of marvel movies like easter eggs are it's a thing it's real life you know that's that's in everything so Wrestling shouldn't be any different, and yeah, you should be rewarded for paying attention to this smaller stuff. Um, but no, I love I love that angle as a go home angle. Felt a little bit rushed, like as dynamite is. You know, they pack so much yeah. in. Like I was looking at the clock, and there were like eight minutes left. I was like, oh man, they've got to get a lot of things in in these eight minutes. <laughs> but they made it work, didn't they? Even if they rushed through a couple of lines and stuff. Yeah. And I don't think the heat is quite there for the feud that was there before Hamman went off. I think I think it's almost an impossible task to to get it to that level again, but. I don't think it's going to matter on Saturday night anyway. So this was a good way of uh, getting us uh, getting there and ready and prime for the pay per view. Yeah, I kind of wish like you could tell by the way they book things that this uh, hangman was supposed to get the shot at All Out. I don't know if yeah, he was supposed to win there, but he may have gotten the shot and lost at All Out to set up a bigger matchup here at at Full Gear probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way they booked it, I totally agree with Benno. They were at their hottest point ahead of Fight for the Fallen. That mm-hmm. loss kind of tempered it down a little bit. They kind of mm-hmm. tried their best to reheated it up but they didn't do a lot of angles with the two guys but this last mm. segment was excellent in every yeah. way uh abb saying the range of hangman's mic and character work going from anxious to confident uh, to confident and sounding so convincing the i swear to god i will ruin you god damn just bring on the main of the pay-per-view already i am totally there with you i'm excited we're gonna preview the card get benno and chrissy loves predictions later on in the show uh what else we missed this week uh raw they did 1.5 uh 5.49 million viewers seth rollins defeated kevin owens by count out in the main event thanks to a distraction from wwe champion big e after the match ko beat down big e with a pop-up powerbomb on the apron to kind of turn heel but not really because he was frustrated i don't know um Liv morgan baby face half heel like get it together people like make it make sense who's a who? A bipolar character. Uh, Liv Morgan defeated Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Queen Zelina, and Carmella in a fatal five-way to become the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. And Dominic Mysterio, who was supposed to be on Team Raw, was beaten by uh, Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley loves to beat sons' asses. And um, (laughs) he replaces him on Team Raw at Survivor Series. Chrissy, anything that you enjoyed from this week's uh, Monday Night Raw? 
Um, I, I, I'm not loving the booking for Bianca Belair right now. Um, you guys, it's something that you guys build her up and then you dropped her down. Like she won the Royal Rumble. You built her up to make her win WrestleMania. And now she's lost all of her, like what, four of her five matches. I could be wrong. I'm not sure, but she's ever since she's lost to Becky Lynch, it's just like been a downward spiral. Yes, she's been on TV. That's great. However, she's losing. And for someone that is another cash cow that was big mm. that you promoted, you're now diminishing her light. Like, what is the point of having her this big name and then we now make her lose in our matches? It's not making any sense to me. Not get, don't get me wrong. You're building up. You 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 got your girl back, Becky Lynch. Great. I'm not sure if she's a heel or a face or whatever. I'm loving her outfits are, are phenomenal. However, I don't understand the booking. I this picture is epic to me. I love I fucking love this shit. This shit right here. I mean, wow. He looks like Paddington Bear, but he look they look fucking awesome. I love this picture. And she just like had a fucking baby. Like, are you fu- like, oh, he looks like Samuel Screech Powers meets Johnny Depp. I love it. I don't, I don't care. You guys can call whatever. I love everything about this picture. This is great. Uh, Romeo, you have something to add? No, you read my mind. I was going to put that picture on screen and ask for a fashion report, but we have telekinesis right here. <laughs> telekinesis, absolutely. See, this is, this is why I need to start. I need to start naming the episodes afterwards because telekinesis needs to be the name of this episode. And yes, yes, Bill's Mafia STF knows the saying. Let it all play out, ladies let and gentlemen. Play, another good title. <laughs> It's just sad to see like where, and you have so many other women that like Liv Morgan. I she had a pop. They dropped the ball with her. Like she was on SmackDown. How how long? And that okay. What are you gonna do? Build her up again to let her let her lose too? Like is is not making no sense to me. Like these girls can all wrestle and they're doing very well and they and all these other girls are getting better and you're not giving them no like you just let them like lose. It's just. It's sad to me. It's like I'm not loving the the division of women, the women's division right now. I'm really, really sad and very disappointed in what they're doing with the, with the booking for the women. Yes, because that doesn't even just include Raw and SmackDown. Didn't you make, sorry, didn't you make Dujab go and um, beat up Bianca? What? Why? She's the heel now, because because you can't have baby faces. They hate baby faces in that company. Um, <laughs> it doesn't even uh, stay on Raw and SmackDown anymore. You got it on NXT 2.0. They are dominated by a toxic attraction. Uh, they defeated uh, Io Shirai, Kaden Carter, and Casey Catanzaro in a six and a six woman opener. Uh, you also had Pete Dunne beat Carmelo Hayes in a hard hitting main event as well. Thanks to help. Thanks to help from Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. Uh, also, also what we miss, Impact on Access TV. They had Eddie Edwards uh, defeat W. Morrissey and Matt Morgan in a three-way to become the number one contender for the Impact World Championship at Turning Point. You also had the Bullet Club beat Finn Juice to become the number one contenders for the Impact World Tag Team titles at Turning Point as well. Turning Point will be next Saturday, so we will preview that next week right here on True Hill Heat. Now we got our news rundown in wwe news boy oh boy 
Becky Lynch <laughs> fanned the flames of the heat between her and Charlotte Flair this week. Appearing on the Sports Illustrated uh, media podcast, Lynch was asked about the confrontation and her relationship with Flair afterwards. Uh, she responded by saying, and I quote, I don't know, man. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk. So what I'll say is the locker room needs a hero sometimes, and sometimes somebody's got to be a hero. I'm all right being that hero. That's what I'll say on that on that matter. Lynch was also asked if trust issues make things harder in the ring and replied, and I quote, Oh, 100%. 100% more difficult. Yeah, and that's the thing. When you've got two people that are wanting to work together to make magic, then you make magic. Sometimes there, when there's hostility, when you can't trust the person, then you never know what's going to happen. You always have to be on guard. And we have to... Uh, it's. It's like a game of chess. You have to be thinking two steps, three steps, four steps ahead. What are they mm. going to do? How am I going to handle it if they do this, if they do that, if whatever? She continued and said, and I quote, so this business is built on trust. It's built on working together, and that's the art of it. That's the beauty of it. And if I make you look good, you make me look good. This is, this is what it is. It's an art. It's a beautiful art, an art that I love more than anything. If people don't know how to make it that art, then it becomes it becomes more difficult. It becomes tricky, and you never really get the full potential. But there's intrigue there, too, you know, because we never know what... Uh, what was meant to happen or what that what that not meant uh to, what was not meant to happen what's going to go down so there's interest in both ways one way it's the beautiful pure art of professional wrestling and the other way it's a bit of a shit show so we'll see what happens uh benno we haven't got to ask you about the charlotte <laughs> flair and becky lynch backstage uh heat what do you think about this whole situation that went down with the title swap mm. as well as lynch's comics this week i think i've split on it because i mean mm -hmm. obviously you know from the jump charlotte was unprofessional but yes. i also think she was right because <laughs> the booking sucked and i almost like there's a part of me that like appreciates when there's wrestlers who stand up for themselves like right. we've gotten right. too used to wrestlers just doing what the company says you know you don't yeah. have people who like you know cause trouble you know like a loki or an ultimate warrior or i don't know why loki and ultimate warrior come to mind i know i was like i was like what a, what a magical looks. pairing you just made <laughs> I wouldn't want to have a political conversation with those two. Um, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> I appreciate that when wrestlers take themselves seriously and, you know, and they look after the, you know, the, themselves. Obviously, Charlotte probably has one eye on getting out of the company and getting to uh, to be um, with Andrade in AW. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it too. But yeah, I kind of sided with her a little bit, you know, with that stuff. Now, as far as the feud goes, I mean, I can't say it doesn't have more interest because it does. If they were having a boilerplate wwe feuds would i really be paying much attention to it probably not <laughs> the fact that this, this you know real real life yeah, kind of yeah. animosity and this blurring of the lines it does feel like you know what will happen at the pay-per-view you know when they're in the ring together like there's right. definitely that element of of interest to What's it so while it yep. didn't start from the right place and it does feel you know quite real and it does feel like, like you know people aren't being the most professional they could be overall i think it's probably a net positive 
Yeah, I, I will say this is the, the match that I'm most intrigued by going into Survivor Series next week. Yeah. So regardless of if it was real, if it was a work, I know there was a lot of people questioning that. I think everything that we've heard and learned about the real life situation, this was definitely real. This was not a work. Yeah. It was a shoot. But they're using that to build more intrigue and buzz around their match, which is the smart thing to do. I want to I want to highlight a few comments that we got here. Frantic World. <laughs> Wait, what? There he is, this guy. <laughs> Low key's like, well, fuck mom. me then, huh? <laughs> oh, we got Frantic Girl saying three more months, Kevin Owens will be free from WWE. Kevin Steen, you mean? Kevin Steen. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Bills Mafia, STF saying, hate baby faces and tag team wrestling. <laughs> uh, we also got Josh Bowen commending me, saying, I applaud you for covering NXT 2.0. I can't even watch it anymore. <laughs> Just lost interest. <laughs> to be fair, I only highlighted for maybe about two minutes on this show let's hand it to romeo chris g and ness who go live every week following the show and uh you know and gave it a thumbs up this week for a show that i fell asleep to so okay see. i thought it was just me sp because i had to watch it rewatch it um the next day but yeah I, I didn't help that i worked to that day too but you know still nevertheless i did fall asleep too i didn't i remember what happened at the end to be fair, Raw was pretty good this week. Raw was, yeah, but, Raw was, but that yeah. still that still put me to sleep by like hour. Uh, I would like in hour two, sometime in hour two, I fell asleep. Like the same thing with NXT. It was probably good by NXT 2.0 standards, but I'm not used to but, watching it live, so that's why I fell asleep. So correct, you know. Just these are these are just the things we deal with. Um, Matt J. Hendrick saying uh, this feels like the modern day uh, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels talking about Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. In a way, yeah, because Bret and Shawn used to be friends and they had a falling out due to their. Uh, you know, on-screen feud and mm -hmm. similar to Flair Lynch. Uh, there's nothing on saying uh, Charlotte Flair refused to follow the script, so this Sunday at Fall Brawl she pays the price. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Matt, Matt J. Hendrick saying there is talks of doing a screw job finish. Ugh. No. Not again. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> There's nothing on the line to make it a screw job. Screw finish, job to, be, yeah. to be fair, that won't so. stop them. That won't stop them. I, know, I don't I think know. no one will win the match, though. I, I feel like it's gonna be like a disqualification or like uh, something oh. dumb. I swear, I feel it. That's why I, I feel it's gonna be something stupid. You know? Come on, SP3. Brand supremacy is on the line. What are you talking? about? <laughs> <laughs> the most prestigious. The most prestigious thing in professional wrestling, brand supremacy. Also, uh, WWE news, you had Fightful Select has details on the current status of WWE Up, Up, Down, Down YouTube channel. Uh, it seems there may be a potentially good reason why the, the channel hasn't been posting many videos as of late. According to Fightful, many content creators associated with Up, Up, Down, Down have stopped making new content for the channel due to their st stance that Xavier Woods was getting taken advantage of in his mm. current deal with the platform uh the content creators reportedly do not plan on adding any more content to the channel until woods receives a better deal from wwe fightful mm. notes that wwe now owns the up up down down brand after uh Woods sold it years ago but then it was followed up okay. with a it was followed up with a separate report that said that up 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 down down was never under the ownership of xavier woods and that wwe has always owned the youtube channel which is crazy to me crazy that's lies uh, 
But go ahead. Uh, uh, those that appear on the channel are paid, and sources in the WWE digital side of things were reportedly in in agreement that Woods should have been paid more for building the channel and encouraging other talent to be involved, separate of the acquisition that led to WWE owning the brand. Additionally, the report states that it doesn't mean the end of Up Up Down Down, and things will potentially resume as planned if the situation is resolved. Right. Of course, uh, we should mention Adam Cole, Tyler Breeze, Mia Yim, and Jessamyn. Duke, who were all regular contributors to the channel, have either left the company or been released in recent months. So a very interesting time for Up Up Down Down yeah. in general. What do you think about uh, Xavier Woods basically putting in work into this channel, but he doesn't even own it, WWE oh. own it, mm-hmm. and now that it's, it's kind of uh, became a standstill between the two sides. What do you think, Chrissy? Um, number I originally I really thought Xavier owned this whole thing. I think this was just the, with him and like the news has like fun. That's what at least I thought of, and I've seen that they had like little little you know videos posted online. Then it became like you know a the bigger thing where you saw more wrestlers on there and they're, like making like little competitions, who's gonna win? And then then it became bigger and bigger, and I think that's when once once it started getting bigger, WWE was like, oh, let me see if I can put my hand in this bowl. And try to see if we can what we can pull from them, and like you know, let me money from this. Yeah, you understand what's and so you know, so they pulled it from them because they were doing this as fun when they're on the road. They have to like spend time. They got they they're with all they're with these people more than their own family. So now these are family, these are friends, and we're going to play these video games. But let's put it on a camera, and now you want to take it away and make it more money. And now it's not authentic no more. Now you don't want to give any content, and now you're not giving the people what they're what they're old or that they're due. Which is very very sad because this the channel wouldn't be what it is without these people that were on there from the get go. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very sketchy and it's real. I, I smell a rat, but I feel like that's the rat, and they did all of this mess. And yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE is definitely the rat in this situation. What do you think, Benno? Yeah, I just think like you know, I didn't. I'd say in this counts towards like his downside guarantee or whatever. That's just scummy WWE behavior. But we yeah. could all see it coming when you know there was all the kickoff over Twitch and you know even people having their own yes, cameo yes. accounts and stuff. As soon as WWE gets involved with this stuff, they can be like, oh no, we'll get better deals for everyone. Everyone will be better off. Yeah, the yeah, only person mm-hmm, who's ever mm-hmm. better off is Vince McMahon and the shareholders, <laughs> isn't it? That's the that's the truth of the yep. matter, and it just tells you Board the importance. Of- yep. Totally, totally. And ha- having your own IP, you know, and having the fact yeah. that, you know, uh, Xavier, you know, uses his name Austin, you know, on these types of things and has all his own branding. I've always thought he's been, you know, a dude who sees the future, who sees, you know, I might not be a WWE guy forever. I want to own my own IP. Um, yeah. And the fact that he stood up for himself here as well, you know, or at least the guys have stood up on, on his behalf is yeah, you know, yeah. it's encouraging, Great. really. He should. It, he's right to. And yeah, hopefully, you know, it ends with some kind of compromise. Yeah, I I hope so because that's ridiculous. Like he is mm. up up down down. There's no up up down down without, without uh, Austin <laughs> Creed, aka Xavier Woods. So I, I hope they can come up with a different deal that helps him out a little bit more. Romeo, being king of the ring, not good enough for Woods. There, what about that compromise? Uh, oh, that that's the that's their payoff. You're an asshole. Come on, man. No, I don't think that's. <laughs> you get a bonus that's for that. Not. Right. <laughs> you know, you you wanted millions of dollars, but right. we have a this Burger King crown that you. Can- 
Um, <laughs> we got a couple of comments to highlight here. Matt J. Uh, Hendricks saying, I don't make the rules, SP3. Uh, Bills Mafia saying, brand supremacy is on the line. Uh, Josh Bowen oh, saying, guys, Ro please. Romeo popping in to troll you is hilarious. Yes, it, it, it is always fun, Romeo. <laughs> uh, Jeff L. saying, paid the man simple. Talking about Xavier Woods here. He says also, renegotiate, and that's that. Uh, WWE doesn't usually re renegotiate. They don't want to renegotiate. Yeah, I was, they're not trying to renegotiate nothing. They, they want to have control of every and anything that these people are making money from. And if they're that's not why they have to stop the making the Yeah. That's why they have to make they have to stop making videos to kind of force his hand. And it, it just I, the reason that I found it difficult is because you know Austin Creed is a very intelligent man. This man is a, yes. a yes. has has earned a PhD. Why the hell with fucking fifty years of evidence that says that WWE is not a good partner and that working working with with WWE is the is the largest form of glorified slavery. Uh, except that you 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 pay you 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 financially paid, but they work you. They don't work yes, with you. Yes, yes, they work yes, you. Yes. That's what they do. That's what WWE has always done to any partners they have had over the years so i just find it very odd and baffling it, it probably was at a point where austin xavier was was just like i just want to play games with my friends that's you good, guys can own it. it like i i think that he was at he the didn't care before this yeah, yeah before and then this, he fucked and all his friends that's the problem isn't it <laughs> that's that part there you go ben there you go right there he wanted to just play with his friends have a good time let's let's have a couple of drinks and then they go and he either one fired his friends or two that his friends left and they weren't getting their money then they had to give away their twitch it was all of those things that's adding up ben all of them yeah that nigga right there so oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I literally said this uh, earlier in the week God. when uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Lambert, and uh, Joel Pearl were playing, uh, basically SmackDown versus Raw 2007 GM mode, and I was like, I used to love the brand, Battle of the Brands on Up Up Down Down, and then they 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 came up with a cool idea for season two. They was like, oh, let's not play with the regular characters in the game. Let's make new characters of our friends, and then all their friends started getting released, and they kept. Yeah. Having to redo the game and eliminate people, like it's just mind boggling. I don't understand this deal it, at yeah, all, and I never yeah. will. Yeah. Uh, Monday was recently released, uh, Keith Lee's birthday, and to celebrate, he made his first public statement since his WWE release. He said, and I quote, Greetings and salutations. This day is my birthday. It is not a happy birthday, but it is one I am most grateful for. Mm -hmm. Several months ago, it was not a guarantee I would make it to this day, so there is a positivity in that. I paid all my medical bills from the many offices and machines I frequent. There is positivity yeah. in that. And I do find it uh, amusing that people believe anyone but me paid for my medical expenses. I was going to wait a couple of weeks, but I think it's time to look forward, uh, look forward the future forward March. As I like to say, I am capable of so much more and I can't wait to see what it looks like properly. I have a wide array of interests and abilities. I also consider myself to be rather open-minded. Here's to a future that for all intents and purposes, 
seems limitless. In a statement to PW Insider and Andrew Zarian of the Madman Podcast to dispute Keith Lee's uh, statement, WWE said, and I quote, Keith Lee's recent comments implying WWE failed to pay his medical bills are erroneous. WWE has an extensive, an extensive, an extensive healthcare program for the medical care of its in-ring performers. And Mr. Lee was a part of this program while with the company. Should Mr. Lee have... Should Mr. Lee... Fuck off. Fuck off. Are you fucking kidding me? Why did you even comment? No one even asked you a fucking thing. Like, no one said anything to you. Why did you have to say something? Fuck off. You Fuck, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Sorry. this is sorry. WWE getting into a, into a war in the sorry. media again. It's I'm like, so oh, sorry. he had a bad, he had a bad attitude. Oh, he, yeah, because your booking fucking sucks, and you made him, you made him into oh a bear cat. My, my and blood is warm. I mean, falling right now. That is some they're, fucking. <sighs> they're doing him dirty. They are trying to like have a war with him in the news and put these these false news stories out there to Fuck make boys. the dude look they bad. You know, boys. should look bad. WWE because they had Keith Lee on their roster. Any promoter they, worth his salt would make money off that man, and they made no money off that man. Like fuck them. But fuck this them. is this is what they do. They they who who else has had attitude problems? Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, uh, CM Punk. Anyone that leaves them, they want to dictate the narrative, and that's what yep. they're trying to do with Keith Lee. And we should end their statement that they made. Uh, should Mister Lee have any concerns over the payment of medical bills, he is welcome to address them with WWE. But I, I should note that that Andrew Zarian reached out to WWE to follow up with the statement that Keith Lee made. Chrissy Love, do you have any more thoughts or, or kind words about this situation? No. They're fuckboys, fuck them, and they're bullshit. They had a cash cow and, and Keith Lee, and they, they, they fucked that all up. Fuck them. Yep. Fuck boys. And just when it, uh, it seems like it's going well about release talent, we got more news here. Both Grant Matalik and Lindsay Dorado were among the 18 wrestlers released from <laughs> WWE last week uh, after asking for their uh, cut from the roster. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, they report that both wrestlers asked for their release after being asked to lose to Angel Garza and Humberto Grillo on a mm-hmm. September 13th episode of Main Event from Boston. Some people in the company saw the loss as punishment to Dorado who was booked to lose the fall. Usually it's Mantelik that takes the pinfall in losses. The team was also set to lose to a team that WWE has no plans for at the time. Uh, Dorado was said to be angry and asked to talk to Vince McMahon. This wasn't seen positively by those backstage. Dorado wanted uh, wanting to speak to McMahon after a loss that hardly anyone would ever watch. Uh, Dorado was the first to ask for his release. Mantelik eventually agreed as while he wanted out, he wasn't the kind of person who would have axed. It's believed that even if they didn't axe, they wouldn't have survived the latest cuts anyway. They weren't granted their releases when they axed, but they also weren't included in draft plans. While WWE initially had no plans for Garza and Guerrero, it was actually the match that saved their jobs as those who watched felt they looked good together, and it led to WWE turning Guerrero uh, heel and making them a regular tag team. So, very interesting uh, uh, twist of fate with uh, Lucha House Party <laughs> versus, versus, versus Los Lotharios. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the chances for Dorado and Matalik outside of WWE, and where do you think they wind up landing, Benno? Yeah, I think, you know, very talented. 
Mascarada Dorada, the you know the now the former Grand Metalique, was at one point one of the best wrestlers in the world. He yeah. was in WWE for five years, half a decade. Can any of us name really anything he did? Nothing no. like it. Not since the, the original Cruiserweight Classic in his matchup with oh. TJP. Yeah, that's how far back you have to go. And it's like, you know, Danielson. That was probably the first year. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And Danielson talks him up as one of his dream matches and yeah. he just disappeared in the WWE system. So again, good for them for standing up for themselves. Like this is a new story that has kind of gone on for the last couple of years that those guys wanted out. So I'm glad they've gotten out. I think yeah, you know, I could see like a one-off in AEW or something like that. Maybe I could see Metalik uh, Masquerade Dorada kind of winding up back in New Japan um, mm-hmm. and doing more stuff with them. You know, Mexico is you know kind of an issue at the moment, but I'm sure he'll he'll take some bookings in Mexico out. as well. They'll be better off either way, you know, than than being buried in that WWE system. And yeah, they'll come out and we'll see what. You know, most of us already knew that you got one of the the best wrestlers in the world there, and he was just you know he was sat in catering for most of his WWE run. Sad, very sad. Uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that no one in WWE was specifically told that if they didn't get vaccinated, they would lose their job. However, wrestlers have been encouraged to get them. One top wrestler who wasn't vaccinated was told if they didn't get the vaccine, they would be less valuable to the company since they w- they couldn't take part in overseas tours. It was also noted that no one was told uh, they were being fired over their vaccination status due to several issues that can come up because of political uh implications instead they were simply told they were they they were released due to budget cuts do you think that the superstars should be released for not being vaccinated chrissy um no well, it's kind of hard because if you're asking the fans to come and be vaccinated your wrestlers should be vaccinated too I mean, it's like yeah. a catch-22 almost. I mean, yes, you have people that can get tested every week, which is fine and everything, but I think it's not fair when you have fans that are paying to come see you have to be vaccinated. That's just, I mean, I guess that's, well, at least here in New York. I yeah. can't count, I can't speak for every state, and it's different everywhere, I'm guessing. However, um, you were the same people that were getting people COVID like yeah I wasn't being yeah I wasn't at first being safe so now you mm. want to be safe and now you want to penalize people so I don't understand like which one it is you know like now okay you've seen what you did like you should have had this from the get-go I think is where most when you say you have to is where people is like no I don't want to you can't make me it should be their right it's their body however you're now around other people and then we don't want nobody to get sick so that's just really what it is. And we want to get back to where we were. So it makes sense when you say, okay, yes, let's get vaccinated. Yeah, it's not 100%, but it's going to cover you com- somewhat. So yeah. yes, there's people that have religious beliefs and everything and things like that, which is all fine. I get all of that. But there's other shit that you probably put in your body that you didn't know that was in there too. Yeah. If it's, I can if count it's a number of things on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it's your your job as well and you've got to travel, like I just think no matter what your personal belief is, just get it done. Like it's not yeah. gonna kill you, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. You know, you're all healthy young people, you know. Like, yeah. I, I almost see the WWE point of view like, on that one. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And mm. Well, we just did the UK tour and 
the only people who could come here were the people who were vaccinated. So that's why nobody on the tour See? got released. You know, everyone who stayed back home and the people who didn't get vaccinated, they got released. And yeah, there's a business decision there too. They were like, yeah. they were like, you can't go on this UK tour, man. You just lost your job, bro. How, yeah, how right. you lose yeah. your job on your day off? Um, yeah, <laughs> <your day> <laughs> WWE's <laughs> medical care in a nutshell, right there. Uh, Matt J. Hendricks saying Brian will totally pitch uh, TK to bring in Matt Elite for a match on Dynamite. Totally see that happening, one hundred percent. And think Brian uh, is on his way to having a hot girl summer. Just saying. He, he's 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 having it in the fall already. So uh, <laughs> he's having it in the fall already. So yeah, I think he is. Uh, there's nothing on says. Can't imagine how low morale is over there. Like, and I'm real life redundancy either. Uh, going oh through God. it yourself or friends is so awful, and it happens every week to these people. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Josh Bowen, uh, he says, what's the deal with Izzy's parents? Uh, I've heard stuff, but didn't get the full story. Check out True Hill Heat 149, where we talked all about that. <laughs> uh, and we also uh, mentioned it last week on True Hill Heat 150, because it was Cassidy Haynes, Bodyslam.net, that revealed that story. So you could check out those two episodes. Mm -hmm. We won't go through mm -hmm. it here. I'm sorry. Um, Brock Lesnar <laughs> may be indefinitely suspended uh, by WWE, but that's not stopping him from heading to SmackDown next month. Uh, the Staples Center in Los Angeles has announced that Lesnar has oh, vowed God. to buy a ringside ticket for the December 10th episode in the venue. According to a rumor reported by the Mattman Podcast's um, Andrew Zarian, it appears there are creative plans in place to have Rey Mysterio feud with his son Dominic uh, during the 2021 WWE draft. Rey and Dominic were, of course, drafted over to the Raw roster. However, Zarian's report indicates that the breakup and feud is happening soon between the two so that should be interesting for sure in eight father son uh fight yeah even though wwe hasn't come up with an interesting family feud since uh before wrestlemania 17 with vince and shane think about it there has been no successful real life families that have had good feuds in the company since then um oh God. <laughs> AEW news. Brian Danielson recently shared his thoughts on WWE's recent releases in an interview with Ariel Wani's The MMA Hour. <laughs> Romeo? Roman Lusos. Okay, really. maybe. Nah. Nah, I'm not I'm not buying it. it I'm sorry. It, this is supposed to elevate both people. I'm talking about like Rick, uh, like Brett and Owen. Brett put on his best feud of his main career. So he became main event Jay Uso. Main oh, event so. of SmackDown to lose to every contender of Roman, you mean? They did that Uso just don't elevated. That, that just don't he wasn't. He's in the same position right now. Has he been has he been in main events? What's what's the title that he's won? The Andre the Giant Memorial? Yeah, he's really <laughs> elevated. He's real. He's really elevated. He didn't even make fucking WrestleMania. Uh, right. But Danielson spoke to Ariel Arwani of the MMA Hour and on WWE's recent releases. He said, and I quote, in some ways, I get it. In some ways, I feel like it's not right. It's hard because my father-in-law is the is the head of talent relations there. He's the one that has to call them all. One of the things that I've always had a hard time with, and I've been fired from WWE twice, so I kind of get this. It's one thing if somebody does something bad. 
But for example, if you're under contract with WWE and you're not happy or you're not happy with the company or whatever, if they can fire you and give you 90 days, you should be able to give 90 days to, to be released mm -hmm. from your contract. But on the flip side, if they're only, uh, they're only firing you because of budget cuts when they're more profitable than ever, I just don't think that's right. Uh, yeah. That, Benno, what do you think about what Daniel said had to say? Do you think that the superstars should be able to give the company 90 days? Well, this is the thing. Like, if you look at, like, just purely from a sports point of view, you know, people get mm -hmm. caught or get, you know, in our sports, get transferred for millions of pounds to different teams and things like that happen. You're not guaranteed the job for life with WWE. So that is, like, the pure business yeah. side of it. You get a job. And they had too many wrestlers anyway. Like, I kind of understand that. But the reason you can't fully use that narrative is that the wrestlers have no power, unlike in other sports. So, like, WWE can cut you whenever they want, whereas if you want to leave, you can't get out. And I think that's the thing with wrestlers having no collective bargain power and no real power. Like, I'm, I'm with Danielson, but it's how they get to that point. You know, wrestlers should. If you have a contract, you know, that contract should be valid both ways. Either you get, you get to stay in your contract for the entire time and get paid, or... Both sides can release when they want, not this one-sided independent contractor situation we've got right now. Mm. Yeah, hopefully there's some improvement, especially <laughs> after the number count has become 131 different talents in the past two years. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, speaking to our very, our good friend, Talk Sports, Alex McCarthy, AEW star Malachi Black discussed creative plans he was told in place for his brewing feud with Big E before his WWE release. He did vignettes and attacked Big E in a Fatal 4-Way Intercontinental title matchup. Uh, Malachi Black on original plans for a match with Big E. He says, the only note that I ever got was that it was going to lead to me and him at SummerSlam. That's all I know, and after that, it it was whatever it was going to be. He won the title exactly two months after I got released, and he was kind of in limbo uh, at the point that I was released. But very quickly, they were building him up to and rightfully so be the champion. It's funny because I did some uh, something in my own way that caught the eyes of professional wrestling, and he did something that he set out to do since the starting his journey in pro wrestling. So I messaged him, and I I gave him he gave me the best message back. We were like, what a difference two months can make for two individuals that were basically mm. lost in the shuffle who were set out to do great things but then kind of got muffled down in two months everything changed for the both of us i have a lot of love and appreciation big e and respect mm. uh, do you do you think that uh the alistair black big e feud would have been something that benefited both guys in the way that you know black's release and big e winning money in the bank did for them over the past two months chrissy I don't know. It, I, the booking, it'd have to be, it's, it's the booking. So I, I, I'm on the fence with this one. If they probably could have given us a great match, but I'm not sure if it would have like catapulted both of them into like where they are right now. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm, I, I don't, I don't see it from, if it's from WWE that's booking it, I don't, I don't see it to be honest. That's the key, WWE booking. Uh, and then our final, I believe, AEW news <laughs> note is is about Tony Khan in the uh, pre-pay-per-view conference call, making an ass of himself, for lack of a better term. Uh, during a media call ahead of AEW Full Gear, AEW president Tony Khan steered up some controversy with his response to a question. SC Scoops uh, Ella J asked him about the possibility of an all-woman uh, event from AEW with other 
other companies doing the same as of late. Khan cut her off in the middle of her set of her uh, question and then said he doesn't think he gets enough credit for helping NWA empower as he gave the talent and financial help for that event. Uh, she asks, the bar I think has been really raised this year with a lot of all women shows and, and main events taking place. But does mm -hmm. AEW have any plans or hopes to contribute? Maybe an all women's event of their own sometime. He replied, I'm going to cut off your question right there because I don't <laughs> think I get enough credit for what I did for the NWA show because a good number of the people who wrestled on the NWA show were wrestlers I sent and paid. So I do think I contributed mm -hmm. because the highest paid wrestlers on that show were actually the people I paid separately from what they already make in AEW to go wrestle on that show. And I don't think they did a very good job of telling people that, honestly, even though it was uh, in the deal we did. I wish they told more people that because it was one of the points I made when we, we closed it and was I think it would be nice if you told people that I'm paying the wrestlers coming because it's a big co uh, contribution from me. So I did pay the wrestlers for that show. It's kind of like when you pay for a dinner and nobody thanks you. In regards to his own company, actually answering the question. Huh? Yeah. Sounds, hello, sounds hello, good. Hello. Pushy guilty? But like, no one asks you all of this, but go ahead. Finally addressing uh, the question about his own damn company, uh, he Hi. said, as a company, we've uh, added big free agents, and I'm really excited with what is happening with the TBS tournament right now. Among the big free agents are Thunder Rosa, who came over from the NWA, and Ruby Soho. I had a great conversation with Ruby. She's in the TBS tournament and has been in a lot of tournaments. I was talking to her about the tournament. He loves saying tournament, apparently. And she's the ultimate straight shooter, and she said she loves this tournament uh and has never been in a tournament like this and loves all the stories in it and there's a story building with her and chris statlander i'm excited for jade versus red velvet Sheeta versus nyla rose and we've seen great build towards thunder rosa versus jamie hater i've been and i'm at i'm trying to actively make big strides in women's wrestling as far as stuff that's been happening on the all women's shows at other places i've made great contributions including financial contributions which mm -hmm. they could have have done a better job of telling people. Uh, Ella J later went on Twitter and said that Khan apologized to her in private for cutting her off. She wrote, uh, tweeted, uh, Tony Khan and I have resolved today's media call incident privately, and he apologized. Thank you to all who uh, brought awareness to today's discussion. Got to give credit to Ella J. She handled that perfectly, very handled well. that very mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Tony Khan, on the other hand, he did Booker Eesh. T. He did a Booker T. Answer. He did a Booker T. Uh, type of like, sir. Like, why you don't? Ha why do you feel like you need to like get your flowers now? You're getting them regardless. But like, you don't have to say that you sent these people over there. Like, we we know we know this because that's how they were a part of the show. We they go to Impact. They go. They come over here. Like, what did you? What did you need? Like, they only asked you. A, you didn't even really even answer the question. To be honest, no, like, you didn't. From what I'm hearing. Yeah, he never did. You didn't answer it. You, you, all they asked you were, would you do a all women? Like, did you think of like an all pay per view for women? Would be, I don't even remember. Like, but you didn't answer it. And all you had to say was, we're, we're, not, in the, we're not in the position to be thinking about that right now. Done. Done. Point blank, yeah. period. Straight to the straight forward. They're not thinking about that right now. Maybe in the near future we can do something like that. Let's, do, let the, let's have the ladies do their tournament now. Even though, I, why do we need to see Red Velvet and 
Jade fight again. Because that's a feud. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm just. I mean, I, he's I, good, but I mean, he just didn't didn't handle like himself. I feel like they could have been at the ending. They let like no, 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 no. Red Velvet Orange or Red Velvet and Jade. No, at the ending. No, no, that needs to be no. earlier on in the tournament. I, Jade needs okay, to be in there with one Velvet. of the better wrestlers. She needs to be in there with like a Sheeta or or Thunder you know Rosa. <laughs> Yes, this was mansplaining. When a man explains something to a woman in a patronizing tone, as if the woman is too emotional and illogical to understand. And, and that was the thing. He was asked so many shitty questions yeah, on this conference call. And me for no why reason. The, <laughs> like, why is the one? That's why is this the one he went off on? Like, half of the questions were like, "Mr. Khan, your camp, your company has the." the the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Like that that was basically what the questions were. Like it was just and this was the one he gave grief yeah. to. Like I, these conference calls, like I think these media people need to, need to get you on the call next time, SP3. They need to be asking better questions. And this was one good question, yeah. and he didn't even answer that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was a real disappointment. Check out the distraction over on Fightful Wrestling. They did a conference call call for uh the distraction and it's usually it's usually funny and i feel like i had the funniest bit even my good friend jeremy's uh it says his girlfriend said the same thing and i asked him why is triple h racist since he beat booker t at wrestlemania 19 these are the type of hard-hitting questions that i ask on conference calls and i would I, I would get to the bottom of this tony khan uh impact wrestling news <laughs> uh it was reported last month that uh, lady frost has been offered a deal by impact wrestling after making several appearances for the company fightful select reports that frost has officially signed a long-term deal with impact and scott Dermore announces that josh alexander will meet Minoru Suzuki one-on-one -on -one next week on Impact on Access TV. Over, on, over in New Japan, New Japan announced ha, uh, has announced that uh, TJP and Jeff Cobb will take place in a CMLL uh, event on November 19th at Arena Mexico in Mexico City. New Japan also announces the teams for the 2021 World Tag League that is set to start tomorrow with the final set for December 15th. Uh, the teams are as follows. The 2020 winners, Gorillas of Destiny. You got Dangerous Techers, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Ty Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr., Toge Makabe and Homa, Kojima and Tenzan, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi, Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens, Tensuyo Naito and Sanada, Hiroshi Tadahashi and Toriyano, Great Okan and Aaron Hanare of the United Empire, Yujiro Nagata, Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask, Minoru Suzuki and the returning Taka Mishinoku and the winning team mm. will face the heavyweight tag team champions at Wrestle Kingdom 16 in January. Benno, who do you think is going to win the World Tag League this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't care to be honest. Uh, if the answer, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, mean, I want to put we that don't out care there. Tag League when uh, when New Japan's hot, do we? Like it's always like, oh, the G One was so great. Oh, great! Now it's Tag League, and it's just a bunch of teams that are like there's an A guy. <laughs> And there's always that bum who's in the team who's just there to take pins. It's never like dream Dope. tag team setup, mm -hmm, is it? Mm -hmm. It's never what you want it to be. Like I'm mainly disappointed, like as UK guy, that um the Aussie Open aren't in this. Yeah, like, they've joined obviously Osprey's faction in Rev Pro, and we were all expecting them to to be in New Japan for this tournament. Presumably, you know, there's obviously there's still the travel issue, so that's probably what it is. Maybe yeah. they'll show up on the final day and you know beat down <laughs> whoever the winner is or or something yeah. like that. Maybe we. 
we can that. maybe we can hope for that. Um, but yeah, that is a, as an actual tournament, it's it's you know, tag league's not the most interesting, is it? Most years, maybe the Naito team, you know, maybe maybe they'll do something with the other United Empire team. Um, but it does feel like we're just filling mm. space, aren't we, to to get to the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, the only good thing about the World Tag League the last two years is that super uh, best super juniors yes. is, is is at the same time. So if you don't want to watch World Tag League, just watch the super junior shows. That's what I did last year. Uh, and speaking of best of super juniors, uh, New Japan announced a 12 wrestler field for the best of the super juniors, which started uh, this morning and ends on uh, December 15th. The lineup has El Desperado uh, making his uh, fifth entry, second consecutive uh iw and he's the iwgp junior heavyweight champion defeating uh robbie eagles at power struggle you got show Hiromu takahashi who's uh won the 2018 and 2020 tournament yo you got master wado elp risoki tugushi e, uh, robbie eagles who was the iwgp heavyweight champion and he's one half of the iwgp junior heavyweight uh, tag team champions kanamaru Taji Ishimori, Bushi, and Duki. Chrissy Love, who do you think wins the uh, best of Super Juniors this year? Mm. Out of those three, you just said? No, I, I named 12 wrestlers, but. Not out of the last three, out of the last 12 that I mentioned. I mean,. I, I will just say, Chrissy, you know, I like to be a guide for you in New Japan. No, I'm not mansplaining. Yes, I just like I just like to, to no, help he, guide no, her. He is my guy because he's the only one that got me to write. That is that is a fact. Because I told you what the the um it's a porno, so you know, it is what it is. The G one classic. So the the reason I asked you, Chrissy, um, the best of the super juniors is a one person tournament, pretty much in my opinion. Horomu Takahashi better win this tournament Takahashi. again. <laughs> yes, Hiromu, is it, Hiromu is it Hiromu weird? Okay, so I agree. I'll pick that same person because you usually help me. However, if they make this one man tournament and he's the main person to win, why do we have the other people there then? Just to well, you, you got to do them. Well, he's still a junior. Like I feel like that guy, that guy could have added something to the actual G One or, you know, to Wrestle Kingdom as a heavyweight. I hope this is his last one. To be honest, like there's not much that guy can do do in that division now. Yeah, mm. and three three wins, especially three wins in like four years. That's a lot. That's a that's a lot for a person to ask for. And even this year in the G One, he was having matches with like Ishii and Kenta yeah. that were better than the G One tournament matches. Like, yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you. He needs to be added into the heavyweight division because anytime he is, he breeds success. And then our final two wrestling uh, news notes. Yeah, Chelsea Green uh, recently discussed a variety of topics on her Green with Envy podcast, including how someone in, in NXT tried to get her not signed by Ring of Honor. She said, and I quote, since we're wow. on that topic, a little birdie told me that now this is juicy. I'm just going to get into it. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, when I debuted at Ring of Honor this summer, someone at the top of the NXT food chain called them to tell them that they shouldn't hire me. So let me wow. get this uh, get this straight. When you, I got fired from WWE, someone at the top of the NXT food chain called the company who was about to hire me to help me provide food for my fucking family and for myself and told them not to hire me Whew. okay that's sad I, I, and whoever did it shame on them shame 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 on them to do that 
reminder that this is the same woman that WWE tried to sue to copyright her real motherfucking name. name? <laughs> she had to take them to court to own her fucking name. Uh, Which is her to- name that she was birthed, like birthed with, right? Correct me if I'm was- wrong. She was birthed with that. Oh, yep. God, uh, make it make sense. Like, what is wrong with the like? They they want they don't want you to have nothing. They want to own everything. And then once you drop me, what happens? I have no name now. Like, I can't do anything with my legal name. Like, how dare you? Like, who who? Fuck boys. Fuck them. Very fuckboy shit, uh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> according to an official press release, WWE Hall of Famer uh, Ric Flair is relaunching his podcast, Ric Flair <laughs> Woo Nation Uncensored, starting this month. Uh, Flair's Woo Nation Uncensored will be part of the new progress podcast network called podcast heat uh the show will be co-hosted by former wcw announcer and pittsburgh radio uh host uh mark madden and the show will mm. will look at pivotal moments in rick flair's hall of fame career uh in a quote about the relaunch of the podcast flair said i have had the greatest career in the history of professional wrestling and now it's time to have the greatest podcast this is the first <laughs> time in my career i'll truly be able to come up uh about uh to open up about not only my career but the entire wrestling business whether you like it or not learn to love it because it's going to be the best podcast going today Woo! <laughs> Benno, do you think they address the plane ride from hell first episode? Oh, <laughs> they probably will, but it'll be brushed under the carpet. Like Mark Madden's like a Flair fanboy, and he has been since he was writing for WCW magazine in the 90s. Like it comes to something when the only man who's willing to work with Ric Flair is Mark Madden. Like that's that's where Ric Flair is right lot, now. Because- right? Yeah, people say cancel culture isn't real. I mean, if you've got to work with Mark Madden, you're cancelled. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of... The thing is about Flair, that we still Ric Flair, and despite you know, what he's done, we've all known... It's always been out in the open. I don't think any of the revelations about Ric Flair were, were shocking to anybody. And he, because he's Ric Flair, he's continued to be in the limelight. Like, he's just buying this time. I honestly think AEW will bring him in eventually. I honestly think we'll all be pretending this didn't happen in a couple of years because it's Ric Flair, whether that's right or wrong. I think I think we're we're at least a year away from AEW doing that, but yeah, I, I will say I wouldn't That's be surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually did see that. Uh, mm. But now we are up to our preview and predictions. Not only is it AEW Full Gear Weekend, but there's a lot of wrestling. You had earlier today the Best of the Super Juniors, like I said before, and later on tonight on Fight TV, you got New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley, uh, a special from their New Japan. Strong promotion, but a couple of big New Japan names out here for the show. As you do, how is it head to head with AEW? Like it's head to head with AEW, and it's only the English commentary is only live on Fight, which everyone will be on Fight watching AEW. Like I don't understand. Like what is with this company? Like they don't want to. They don't want people to watch it. Like no gifts, no videos, no photos, yeah. and also putting a live stream on at the same time. I, I don't un- understand this decision at all, but it is different time. Like I know uh, Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were talking about they they would go they would watch most of the pay per view until like the final thirty minutes and then head out there. So time difference works out a little bit. Uh, but yes, New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley. I believe that was what Romeo was gonna say that it's West Coast time. I'm pretty sure that's why he popped in. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, but like but, the the last hour, like full gear is gonna go like probably four hours, like so, yeah, so, so like probably the first hour of battle in the valley will be uh, going head to head probably. 
Stupid decision. What's wrong with them and what's something wrong with them in Impact Wrestling? Stop booking shows on the day of AEW, period. Whether it be Dynamite or a pay-per-view. Uh, we're mm. only gonna get predictions for the uh, top matches here, but to run down the rest of the card, you got Hikaleo and Chris Bay of the Bullet Club versus DKC and Kevin Knight. You're also gonna see Violence Unlimited, Chris Dickinson, and Brody King versus Stray Dog Army, Bateman. Mm. And Mysteri Mysterioso, uh, Josh Alexander versus Yuri Uramura, which should be really good. Fred Rosser, David Finley, Rocky Romero, Alex Zane, and Alex Coughlin versus Team Filthy, Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, Danny Limelight, Joel Nelson, and Royce Isaacs, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks versus Jeff Cobb and TJP. And then the, the top three matches that we will get predictions for Will Offray will go one on one with Red Narita. This is a part Ooh. of Osprey's uh, feud with the New Japan Strong uh, superstars, and he's versing a graduate of the New Japan Dojo, Red Narita, who's been really good for New Japan Strong. Benno, who you got, Osprey or Narita? Yeah, got to be Osprey, but I think it'll be a very good match. Um, he's he's facing Shota Umino on uh, Rev Pro that next month as like a main event match. That yeah. match isn't as interesting as this. I think Red Narita's like got a lot to offer, really. So <laughs> I think it'll be a good match, but yeah, easy Osprey win. Hey, give me Amino versus versus uh, Osprey. I'm I'm here for it. Amino with his <laughs> with his cosplay Tadahashi uh, gear. I love it. And his uh, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, who you got, Chrissy? Osprey or Osprey? Narita? Osprey. Yeah, this Come is on, this is easy. Unanimous Osprey. Uh, the co-main event. Kazuka Okada will be in his first United States match in over two years, and he's going to go one-on-one -on -one with former WWE superstar Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, a.k.a. Murphy. This one should be fucking fantastic. Chrissy, who you got, Buddy or Okada? Ooh. I'm going to go Okada, but I know Buddy is going to get like a good-ass, like, He's going to be shining in this this match uh, for sure. Yeah, then he wins just by being in the match. That's the thing. Yeah, Definitely, Okada right, wins. Right. But he goes out there. He has a banger of a match. We all forget about his WWE run, don't we? And you know, we all get excited about a buddy Matthews uh, indie run or you know either yes. in other places. Yes. This is the best way to prove you're on Kenny Omega's level is being in your first match in New Japan against Okada. So you got a bar, you got a bar to reach for sure. And then in the main event, Never Open Weight Championship is on the line. Switchblade Jay White will defend against Tomohiro Ishii. If Ishii loses, he will never again get a shot at the Never Open Weight Championship. Uh, yep. Never, never, never. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I think this is going to be another great matchup on this card. Who walks out with the never open weight championship, though, Benno? Uh, I think Ishii. I think Jay White wants out in New Japan, mm -hmm. based on his recent interview comments. And I don't think he wants to go back to Japan. So I think you put that just drop on Ishii. And <laughs> He's ready to leave. Jay issues later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I would want to leave too. And I, if my only option of walking through a forbidden door is Impact Wrestling, where I did absolutely nothing, nothing. but Chris Bay in the Bullet Club, yeah, I mean, I would be a little bit bothered myself too. Uh, Chrissy, who you got? Switchblade or Ishii? Um, Ishii. Um, but yeah, Jay needs to go and be somewhere where he can like get be shining somewhere. So for sure. He 
Yeah, I think the stipulation of Ishii never, not just as, with Switchblade as the champion, he said never again he could get a shot at the Never Openweight Championship. That's what I was like, oh, Ishii might might actually win this. Like I was convinced going into this into this uh, whole matchup that Switchblade was going to win, continue you know being the the American face of New Japan Strong with Osprey. But it seems like they are positioning him to drop this title and maybe move up to the main event back in Japan or move on completely from the company. We shall see. Um, but. You know what you uh, you guys came for. AEW Full Gear 2021 <laughs> later tonight in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'll be there live from the Tar J Center. And we got a 10 match card. Nice. Including <laughs> the buy in. Yes, Tar J. Tar J. I learned that. Learned Love that from it. watching NBA TV back in the day. Um, Matt J. Hendricks really? saying. Yes, what? Matt J. Matt J. Hendricks uh, saying fun fact: Full Gear tonight is in Tar Tarjay Center, uh, the same arena <laughs> that held Eddie Guerrero tribute show in WWE back in uh, November two thousand five. Uh, CM Punk says tonight is for Eddie. Uh, That's so beautiful. We shall see. We shall see. We got a couple of other good comments this is, here. Uh, this is the date that Eddie Guerrero died. By by the way, too. Oh, so we're gonna probably get the date. Uh, today, no, no, November thirteenth. Okay. Today, uh, the today's date is the day he passed away. <gasps> no. Wow. So we years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. We shall get a couple of Eddie tributes, whether it be the superstars or yeah, or mm -hmm. gear stuff like that. Uh, Nick Jackson saying easy dub for the Commonwealth Kingpin. Uh, he also says the chosen one Okada, but it would be a good showcase for uh, Buddy Matthews. Uh, Jeff L saying agree with uh, Frantic World. LA has a treat talking about uh, Buddy Matthews versus Okada, and then uh, Nick Jackson said it's blasphemy for me to go against King Switch. Long may he reign. I'm going with Ishi. It's for the greater good. Absolutely. But yes, AEW Full Gear 2021 preview and predictions. If you want to hear all of my predictions, as well as Top Guy JJ Romeo, we got our full gear preview that's up on the channel right now. But let's run through the card. The buy-in match has officially been announced of Nyla Rhodes and Jamie Hayter teaming up to verse their TBS Women's Championship Tournament opponents, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. That's going to start at 7.30 p.m. over on the AEW YouTube channel. But who wins this TBS title tournament preview here, Benno, Rosa and Sheeta or Rose and Hater? I think with it being um, you know a buy-in match and you know, not a lot of stakes, you put the baby faces over, don't you? I think Sheeta and Rosa. I can see that. I'm going to. Mm, I I want to agree. Yeah, I if it's Thunder Rosa in the match, I have to pick Thunder Rosa, ladies and gentlemen. That's those are the rules. <laughs> Those are always the rules I there. Say, stop acting like you you have a hard person to pick. You always pick Thunder Rosa. <laughs> I was like, mm, should I? Um, but yes, but yes, I'm gonna go with Thunder Rosa and Sheeta. Who do you have, Miss Christina? I'm going to go with Nyla and um, uh, um, damn, what is Hater? Jamie Hater. 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 Um, because only because I feel like. The other two girls are going to win in the tournament, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can. So I, I can feel like see. these Good girls point. have to get over, get over here, mm. and then the other ones will win in the tournament. Hmm. Okay, I can see that, and that's that's why I was like thinking about picking them, especially with uh, hate. I think I think it's a foregone conclusion.
conclusion that Thunder Rosa is going to beat Jamie Hayter in the tournament. So that's why I was thinking about Hayter and Nyla Rose, but I believe that Nyla Rose will beat Sheeta. So that's what makes this a little bit difficult. Oh, okay. I see. I get that point now. Yeah. True. Yeah, because she 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 does business is with uh, Serena Deeb right now, not with uh, yeah, Nyla yeah, Rose yeah. or the That's TBS uh, championship in general. But also, we got on the card on the main show a whole bunch of uh, big matches. We should first bring up the newest match that was added uh, this week on Dynamite. Pack and Cody Rhodes will team up to verse Malachi Black and Andrade El Lidio. This all started. Started in July when Malachi Black debuted. He attacked Cody Rose, been in a long rivalry with, with Cody, defeating him twice. Cody got the deciding win just two weeks ago on Dynamite. Pac and Andrade have also been feuding since Andrade came to AEW with them splitting their first two matches, including that last classic on Rampage. And now the two rivalries have combined since Malachi Black and Andrade have made an unholy alliance of sorts. So who wins this tag team showdown? Pack and Cody or Black and El Lidio. Who do you got, Benno? Um, I mean, firstly, what is going on with this feud? Like, you did a good job recapping it, but like, what a weird feud. Like, why why are Malachi mm. Black and Andrade friends? And I, I know they've got the, right. the thing in common, but as characters, it makes no sense whatsoever. Like, why is Cody with Pack? That makes no if it was a four-way, like for a number one contender spot for like the TNT title or something, fair enough. But like as a tag, it's just it's getting Cody on the card. Like I don't understand this match at all. Um, I think yeah. Cody wins lol. Um, depending on if they are leaning into you know him turning heel eventually and maybe use it to get more heat. But yeah, I, I, this match doesn't belong on the card. I don't think. Yeah, I mean this seems like a way, but I mean you could also I say Malachi, you just said. <laughs> Malachi Black and. Uh, Andrade have been like left off a bunch of cards, especially Andrade Impact. They were supposed to verse yeah. all out last uh, two months ago. So I can understand them being like, we got to find some way to get to them, them on the card. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, Cody, Cody, Wait. the Cody part. It's that Cody. Cody Cody's versus, where, it? it's, yeah, it's the Cody where then he, they was coming down to like the other, what was that? Was that on Rampage? No, it was on, um, that was on um, Dynamite when they was, they was coming down. They was all trying to face. It was it was stupid. It didn't look it didn't look right at all. It just like because because Cody decided to run down through the fucking crowd. Like you, why would you take the longest route possible to get somewhere? Just <laughs> just don't make that sense. Uh, well, I should I should also show this, which we showed the picture earlier with me and Fifth Generation Carney. I had to also be a fan yesterday, and I got a picture. With the homie, hey. with the homie, Thun Thunder Rosa, gotta show my support to Mr. Pro Wrestling and my favorite wrestler in the world today, Thunder Rosa, of course. Falls uh, <laughs> Count Anywhere matchup, six-man tag team action. It's going to be Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. This all started at All Out when Adam Cole debuted in AEW, super-kicking Jungle Boy to reunite with the with the Elite and form the Super Click once again with the Young Bucks. Uh, they they, have been, they versed at AEW Rampage Grand Slam with the Super Click defeating these three men. Over the last couple of weeks, they've taken out each of the three men. Christian Cage with the Undertaker on the floor. Luchasaurus with a with a triple team powerbomb. And Jungle Boy by throwing him off of the stage. But they returned this week on Dynamite with Christian Cage laying out Adam Cole with the concerto to set up this Falls Count Anywhere matchup. As well as Adam Cole hiring Bobby Fish to be a... And a, an assassin for the super kick taking out Jungle Boy on Rampage and Dynamite. 
Who you got in this one, Chrissy? The Super Click or Jurassic Express and Christian Cage? I'm going to go Super Click for this one, friend. Um, loving the, the, the dynamic that the Super Click have with each other. It's good to see them all together. I, I think they're, they're the ones to win. Seems like a wise choice there, Benno. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think Super Click. I think we're still building towards something with uh, Christian and Jungle Boy. I think there might be yeah. some kind of dissension here that leads to the finish. I would have preferred an Adam Cole Christian Cage singles match. I think Adam Cole's first big AW pay per view. I would yeah, like yeah. In a more spotlighted yeah. position, but it's a stack car. What can you do? The match will be great. Right, right. Yeah, like, like uh, we got it. This comment here about the last match that we previewed from Matt J. Hendricks saying it was supposed to be a four-way with the pack Cody and Malachi Black and Andrade. They've had to shuffle a lot of different things. There was Tony linking the card on his notepad, as well as things with like the main event that they had to change. But that, I think they've done decent enough with improving things. And I think this is going to be, honestly, one of the better matches on the card. But I agree with you guys. I think the Super Click get the victory here. Uh, we got... Uh, you know, Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage have had a so-so build-up. But I would be fair to say that this match has had one of the better build-ups going into the card. You got MJF going one-on-one -on -one with Darby Allin in a grudge match of two of the pillars of AEW. On the September 29th uh, episode of Dynamite, it was MJF who called out all four pillars saying that he's gotten victories over Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy and how Darby is a fine number two. Darby came out and confronted MJF and said that he couldn't get in his head like he could most people with his words and that uh, MJF had to uh, mentally break him and he couldn't but so he tried to physically break him by jumping in with the pinnacle uh, laying him out canceling a scheduled match on dynamite between the two men Darby was out for weeks including one week where MJF and the pinnacle jumped sting so he had beaten him uh, tried to beat him mentally in that way but Darby Allen returned he attacked uh, tries to attack MJF but MJF runs off. They have a brawl through a crowd with great camera angle last week on, on Dynamite. And the feud has been so good this week on Dynamite. They was like, here's a video package. We did all the work already. So who you got in this <laughs> one? <laughs> outside of outside of the two other matches, the main event and one <sighs> other grudge match, I say this is the best buildup of any yes. match heading into full gear. Who you got here, Benno? Yeah, the angle for this one on Dynamite last week was great. Like, I mm -hmm. loved it. Um, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> As, it uh, is. Someone said in the chat. The chat there, Matt said, you know, they're both coming off lot big losses. That was going to yeah. be my point. Like, MJF's last big program with Jericho, he lost. Darby Allen's last big program with Punk, he lost. Neither of them can really afford to lose, but I think they're probably going to be trying to heat MJF up to either take on Hangman if he wins or maybe take on Punk at some point. So I think with that, you go with Hangman. But yeah, it sucks for Darby, really, because he could do with a big win. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Chrissy, who do you got here, Darby or MJF? They both need a win, but would, the one that would make more sense would be MJF, to be honest. I think based on the story, it would make sense for Darby to get the victory here. And because of the promo that MJF cut, I think Darby Allen beats MJF with a headlock takeover. They did that so? finish. They did that finish in PWG. I think they can do it here and have it make sense. Romeo. I'm just excited to see the good a good match though. I think they're gonna be one. I think this might be one of the ones that's like match of the night though. You know? Yeah. Sorry guys, I'm doing a little record keeping of these picks. I don't think uh, SP or Chrissy picked someone for the Cody Pack Andrade Black match. Oh, uh, let me. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Uh, 
pack. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with uh, Black and Andrade. Actually, same. Dark, I was I was gonna pick Black and Andrade for sure. I'm always picking um, Black for sure. Black is we, I love Black. When you guys got distracted because SP3 was a uh, grandstanding with a Thunder Rosa pick. <laughs> you guys want to see it again? You want to see me and Thunder Rosa again? There you, there you go. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Big smiles. Big smiles. Yes, big smiles. Yes, yes. I had to grandstand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Romeo. I apologize. Got to keep, got to keep focus on this, on the uh, picks here, so Romeo can can try to get on us. Even though I was nine and one for all out, I just wanted to mention that. Um, but yes, uh, we got a couple of comments here. We got Nick Jackson saying this match could also go to a draw, but I really uh, don't. I don't really see it. They don't really do draws on paper draws, too yeah. much. Uh, only a few so. of them. Yeah. Uh, Frantic World says, I want Darby to win, but MJF need the W. I, I, I've I said it for all out, and I'll say it here. MJF don't need Ws. He's beating pretty much everyone. M and yeah, I, yeah. I think I think that uh, Darby winning here is going to make MJF's world title run seem interesting because uh, Darby can um, say he's he's the only non former champion that has beaten MJF. MJF's only other two two pinfall losses was to Chris Jericho and John Moxley, the first two oh, AEW world champions. So. Yeah, that makes okay. All right then, then yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, can I just take my my pick and do a uh, Darby then, friend Romeo? You can make the the, the, the cross out, okay, friend. You, Thanks. You, you you can make that change. And then on the other side of the spectrum of one of the better build ups to the show, I think we can all agree here unanimously. This has been the worst build up to the show. Minneapolis Street Fight. It's going to be the Inner Circle, uh, Santana yeah, and no. Ortiz, uh, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and Chris Jericho versus the Men of they the Year. They're tired of doing like group fights and like. Group things with everybody. I, I mean, there are a faction, but Jesus. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, <laughs> and American Top Teams, uh, Junior Del Santos, Andre Oflosky, and Dan Lambert. Who you got in this one, Benno, in a very polarizing feud it's been? Yeah, it's weird because it sucks, but the fans are loving it. Like, how loud are those crowds for these? Yes. Animals? Like, I don't understand. Like, Jericho doing his best 90 ish stick and just, it's awful. It's terrible. But, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this one. You know, Chris Jericho is a man who's never been told he's had a bad idea in his life. And that's why we constantly get this kind of stuff. Inner circle shouldn't be a thing anymore. I don't understand why Santana Ortiz hang around with middle aged Chris Jericho. It makes no sense. <laughs> I want that. I want middle eight. Dag, Venno, man. <laughs> I want Come them to on. be gone. I want them to be gone, but oh, they won't man. be. And they'll probably Do you go feel like they're too. being held back? Yeah, I think, you know, put them with Conan or something, like do, do their own thing, or, T or Santana and Ortiz. I think they've just been in the background in AEW, haven't they? They've not really. In a shuffle. Done much. It's in the, yeah. yeah, I want to see them get a bit of highlight. Yeah, they're so fillers, I just don't think know. it's coming, though. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's like the feuds that they have had have been good, like the Young Bucks feud, the FTR feud, the Best Friends feud, but they don't even focus too much on those either. They only no. get the focus when it's an inner circle feud. It seems like yeah, that's that's true. You're right. They they're they're they are on the background, just in the pillars of like. I'm gonna go with the inner circle though, so we can get the end of this goddamn feud. Who you got, Chrissy? <laughs> I was gonna pick um <laughs> um yeah inner circle should win so we can finish this because it doesn't make sense um break it apart and then we can have like little individual matches or like different you know people against each other in the group maybe 
No, I don't. Even, I don't even want that. I don't even want that. We oh, did that. We did that with the pinnacle. I'm good. I'm good. I am good. Right, I'm good on okay. that. Okay. Inner Circle has had two feuds over the course of twelve fucking months. I am good on that. Okay, friend. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. It. No problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very uh, your triggered, friend. <laughs> yes, this, this whole feud triggered me. Like like Beno said, Chris Jericho <laughs> using his stick that I found so hilarious when I was thirteen. At thirty three, I just don't find it that good um, <laughs> uh, but we also are going to see AEW women's world title on the line Dr. Britt Baker DMD going one on one with Ty Conti Ty Conti got the number one spot in the ranking due to victories over the Bunny and Penelope Ford she's been firing all, all, all cylinders got a big win in the six woman tag on Dynamite to put some fear in Dr. Britt Baker DMD but who wins here, Baker or Conti? I'll start off and I'll say this is the easiest match to predict. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Benno? Yeah, I feel like it's only on the card because they want to put you know, the women's title on the card. They haven't put really much attention into this feud mm -hmm. or they've had months to build up something interesting for Britt and they've kind of failed again. There's no way to Conti beats her, so Britt. Britt is is uh, like overpowering their lack of booking and attention with great promos and really good matches. The Chris Statlander feud didn't get much attention either, but that was a really strong really match good. at mm -hmm. All Out. Her match with Red Velvet was good. Even her match with Nyla Rose was good. And, yeah. and with Ruby Soho in the main event of uh, Grand Slam. Chrissy, who you got, Britt or Ty? Um, I got Brit. Can we just say how good their graphics is for this full gear? Um, I'm loving the whole like um machinery intertwined like like look like it's a watch it's really really good i love it especially when it's like live and you see it moving i think it's really really good that they did this this is cute love it yeah, they do that every year for uh full gear and you always do mention that aew and impact have really good graphics in comparison to like wwe so because it's just regular basic shit that wwe gives see look at basic, that that's so basic corny. Bitch. it's basic bitch yeah <laughs> It's so, so basic. It's reg. It's just regular degas. Just got a blue background. Okay, SmackDown. Then you got the two the two girls. That, that is it's nothing like good. Like can producer put the other one back up? <laughs> I, I love Chris. I love Chrissy. Chrissy, you take a control. Hey, look now. at this. Look at this. You like this is this is amazing. Like who doesn't like this? This is actually a really good tattoo. I, I um ideas as well. Just saying, you know. Fair enough. AEW World Tag Team titles are on the line. It's going to be the Lucha, the Lucha Bros defending against FTR. Lucha Bros defeated the Young Bucks back at All Out to win the AEW World Tag Team titles inside of a steel cage. It was the Young Bucks that defeated FTR for the AEW World Tag Team titles last year at Full Gear. It's been one full year since FTR got those shots, but they did get a shot at the eight the triple a the triple a world tag team titles and defeated the lucha bros for the belts proving they are the better luchadors but this is a nice little styles clash indeed coming up tonight who walks out with the AEW world tag team titles chrissy um i think the lucha bro the lucha bros for sure um they shouldn't lose already they just they only had it with a month now maybe <laughs> that so yeah it's not they're, they're going to win for sure I mean, you got? FTR is in the background, like, you know, eventually we'll get yeah. their, 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 you know. They'll get their well, shine Lucha eventually again. You got well, Lucha, Lucha Brothers, Brothers? Brothers? But, like, you know, that AAA 
Triple Mania, whatever it's called, show is coming up, and they've got a match there too. There could be shenanigans. I could see them messing around with the belts just to create some interest, but most likely Lucha Brothers. I I, can, I totally agree with you guys. That's unanimous. I'm going with the Lucha Bros as well. And this one might be the match everyone is anticipating the most. This has gotten loud responses wherever it's been. And it's only been going on for two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Between a couple of segments, they have become the hottest feud in wrestling. CM Punk will go one-on-one with Eddie Kingston. Yeah. It was Eddie Kingston who lost to Brian Danielson in the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament after the match he didn't shake hands with danielson and then got mad at cm punk who was having an interview interrupted him and got in his face they had a face-to-face confrontation where cm punk wanted an apology from eddie for being unprofessional (laughs) but eddie says that punk has always been a a narcissistic son of a bitch and judged him when he was uh younger and tried to put him down and uh cm punk says that he did because he saw greatness in eddie kingston and he failed to live up to that calling him a bum eddie kingston said would a bum have invented full gear last year or, or be in the only professional wrestling company in the world while cm cm punk uh basically accepted eddie's challenge for full gear and eddie said he's gonna beat him up so bad he's gonna have to leave for seven more years and we've seen nothing but great promos since then including the uh countdown to full gear as well who walks out with the win eddie or cm punk Benno. I'm fired the fuck up. Just hearing you talk about that again. I fucking love this feud. I love it. I love that on Dynamite as well. Like they, uh, they didn't even need to like have an in-ring segment. It's just no. they saw each other no. backstage and they wanted to kill each other. You know why? Because this thing's fucking yep. real. And it's awesome. I would have killed for ten weeks of promos of these two going back and forth. So it's a little right. bit of a shame we've had the short build. Mm-hmm. But it still feels really hot, regardless. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the match though, like Punk and Kingston. Like Kingston loses so much, and I know he, can, I know he can take the losses, but I want that man to win a match. Whereas Punk, he's kind of been low key in his AEW kind of run so far. So I don't really think you want him to lose at this point when we haven't pulled the trigger on major programs for him yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe shenanigans. Maybe like you know, it's noticeable that this isn't a no DQ match. So maybe Kingston gets DQ'd, like he gets too violent to use as a weapon or something. Not in the WWE <laughs> way, but in a in a creative way, you know. I yeah, can see yeah. that happening to protect Kingston, but it's gonna be fucking awesome regardless. I, I need Kingston to give Punk the middle finger while he passes out in the Anaconda Vice. I think Punk gets the victory here, but Kingston Kingston's whole story is losing these big matches before he eventually yeah. gets that one big win. And yeah. I don't think it's here. Uh Chrissy, who you got? Um. Again, I, watching these two go back and forth, didn't know that I wanted to see it till it happened. Um, but definitely think that Kingston will lose, but not and it's not he's not going to lose in a bad way. Like he's still shining, he's still giving killer promos. Like he's still going to get a big pop. Um. So I think that Punk will get this win, but but Kingston will like win in the long run. To be honest. Mm-hmm. I could see that as well. AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals is tonight. You're going to see Brian Danielson going one-on-one with Miro. You have something to add, Romeo? Uh, what was Benno's official pick? I, I think I heard him say Eddie by DQ, or, or is he trying to uh, get yeah. it both ways here? Uh, punk, <laughs> punk by DQ. Eddie goes crazy, and uh, Punk wins by DQ. There you go. 
There we go. I, I like. I like. He had to. He had to put his swerve on it. Put a little. A little. You know, a little. Both. Little, 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 little sprinkle in it. An SP3. I don't like it. He, he like, put the little salt. The salt bay on it. Yep. He did the salt bay. <laughs> He's like, I'm so conflicted right now, but I love it. <laughs> but yes, we got Brian Danielson going one on one with Miro World Title Eliminator Finals. Danielson beat Dustin Rhodes and Eddie Kingston to get to the finals. While Miro wasn't even in the tournament, it was John Moxley entering himself an impatient alcohol treatment program that allowed Miro to get the opportunity to verse Orange Cassidy on Dynamite with Miro getting the, the victory to earn this chance against uh, Brian Danielson. One man is trying to fight to see his wife. The other man just loves to fight and beat people in different ways. Who walks out the number one contender for the title? Chrissy Love? Um, I'm going with Danielson. He's having his hot fall summer uh, spiel going on right now, and he's going to keep that momentum going. Benno? I'm going with Miro, I think. I think if Danielson was winning this tournament, I think they might I think they might have given Orange Cassidy the bye. So I think the fact that they've included Miro here tells me maybe something's afoot. Maybe they don't want to put Danielson in the title picture quite yet. Um, Mm. And Miro's ready-made for that. So, yeah, just something in me feels like Miro. And Danielson's got to lose at some point. So, yeah. Yeah, and put someone over uh, strong that that could use it. And, uh, yeah, I I got to... I got to agree with uh, Benno. I'm going with Miro here. I thought John Moxley was going to beat Brian Danielson, and I feel like they put Miro in this spot because they feel confident of him going into the world title scene. And I love, I, I, I say he's the best character in wrestling today. Just the forsaken, Miro? yes, the forsaken man. And, and the, the line he said on Dynamite said, I have to make you say goodbye to your wife so I can say hi to mine again. Uh, <laughs> AEW world title match. It's finally here. Three years of buildup has finally come to an end as it will be Kenny Omega defending the title against Hangman Page. This started at the very first prep uh, pep rally for AEW when Hangman Page said he would become the mm-hmm, AEW mm-hmm. world champion. Uh, Hangman Page de- won the Casino Battle Royale at Double or Nothing 2019 to get the opportunity at the first AEW world title match where he lost to Chris Jericho at All Out 2019. He had a crisis of, of confidence. He started drinking. He didn't think he was worthy of his of the fans, <laughs> worthy of his friends, yeah. worthy of being in the elite. He left everything behind. But the mutual failures of Page and Omega brought them together they became AEW World Tag Team Champions, went on a magical run last year with the titles, beating all the top teams, until they ran into FTR, who defeated them at All Out 2020. These two men then met uh, the next month at Full Gear last year Mm -hmm. in the AEW World Title Eliminator, with Omega beating Page and saying the great line, good job, Hanger, I'm proud of you, apparently. Uh, Page (laughs) Page went on another crisis of uh, confidence, didn't think he uh, needed any friends until the Dark Order be- befriended him. He got his confidence mat- back, started winning big matches, and became number one contender for the AEW world title. But it was the Elite who defeated Dark Order and Hangman Page to stop Page from getting the opportunity. But Hangman Page returned for the casino ladder match last month on AEW's anniversary show and won the shot to get to get his opportunity at Omega. We had the great contract signing this past week where uh, both men cut amazing promos and we heard hangman's cowboy shit promo which was one of the best babyface promos all year so we are finally here 
three years, Hangman's pay-per-view. Is it time for Hangman to be crowned champion? Chrissy Love, start us off. Um, I want Omega to win, but I feel like Hangman will win, though. Why do you want Omega to win? Because he's still the champion. Like he's been the, the he's had it this long. Let it keep going. Yeah, I don't see Hangman as like him being the champ very long as how they did Omega. That's just that's just me. That's why I feel like Omega should win because he's been such a good champion. I think that he can go long and still have feuds with other people. But um, I just don't see Hangman's run being as long as Omega. So that's why I'm picking Omega Omega to win. I could be wrong. But this is why we have these discussions. Of course. Uh, Benno, who you got? Yeah, the argument against it would be for more for me. I don't think Kenny Omega's title run's been great. And I feel like he needs more time to have a great definitive AEW title run. Um, you know, it's been good, but has he elevated the belt? Not really. Has he had match of the year candidates other than the Danielson one? Not really. No. Um, that is an mm. argument. But I do think this story, you know, the babyface... I feel like he needs to win. You know, it'd be very WWE yeah. to cut Hangman off at this point. He's going into his right. hometown on Wednesday on Dynamite. Like, if he has to go there as a loser, like, I don't like it's, that yeah. either. That's yeah. true. I, I think that makes sense. I feel like you've got to go with Hangman. So, yeah, it's Hangman for me. Okay. Uh, we're, we're in agreement. I'm going with uh, Hangman Page to win here. He has to win. This is the time to pull the to trigger. Win. I think that Kenny Omega has had a great AEW world title run. Was it as great as the previous two? Probably no, not. No. Because cause Jericho Jericho was the wrestler of the year in 2019 and put the title on the map. And then Sorry. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> and then and then uh john moxley was the champion during a global pandemic so he had everything working against him and still wound up being one of the best baby faces in the world today so he had a lot going against him but overcame everything i would say john moxley is the greatest aew world champion but i think that omega has had a great title run his title has been featured in triple a in impact wrestling he was the belt collector he had great matches against ray phoenix orange Cassidy and Pac at double or nothing. The the barbed wire, uh, the exploding barbed wire death match was great until that dud uh, dud explosion at the end. Yeah, uh, the, the the Brian Danielson matchup, the Jungle Boy matchup was was amazing as well. So he's had a bunch of great matches, a great title reign. Just overall, it's been more. It hasn't been really about matches. It's been about his character change more than anything, yeah. and the elite being the overpowering heel faction in AEW more than it's been about Omega's title reign. So I think that's why people think it's probably been like not as good of a title reign more than anything. Yeah. I think but, I'd like to have been like the focus of the program, you know, to be the genuine top guy, to be that world champion level presence on the shows. But I think I'm a bit lower than you on some of those matches you noted there. You know, maybe I'm expecting Kenny Okada every month. And, you know, yeah. you're not in that oh, yeah, there is that issue too. But yeah, he markets himself as the best belt machine. So I don't know. I, want, I, want to, I wanted to see more like close to the five star matches where I want to see that impact and AAA run come to a bit more than it did. So yeah, that's where I am on that. 
I think I think that it's more like this title reign has been more like his intercontinental title reign in New Japan when he was using the Bullet Club to get victories and he did that a lot with the Elite and Don Callis. I feel like his next run with the AEW World Title as a babyface, then you'll get the run that you you expect from the best bout yeah, machine, Kenny Omega. I think it's because of the character why it's oh it's overshadowed the title reign in a lot of ways. Mm. But that's just my opinion. But I think we all agree. Hangman gets the victory tonight. But that is all for our AEW Full Gear Preview. I want to thank Benno and Miss Chrissy Love for this episode of True Hill Heat. True Hill Heat 151 Full Gear in the Valley. A couple of comments that we should highlight here. Uh, we got uh, Bill's Mafia saying uh, Kenny has been g- getting stem cells for the last couple of years. I don't think he is ever uh, really taking a ton of time off. I hope he does take some time off after he loses the title. And I know the perfect way. Adam Cole and the UE undisputed elite Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly they beat down Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, write all of them off but I probably because Kyle O'Reilly is not available to December you do this week on Dynamite Adam Cole convinces the Young Bucks to turn on Kenny Omega and kick him out of the group, you do it one by one do first Kenny, write him off and then when Kyle O'Reilly's free, do the write-off of, you know, uh, separate the Young Bucks and Adam Cole that way. So Cole has really, mm-hmm. you know, destroyed the elite. because Divided everybody, them. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then Kevin Steen can come in and imagine that too. I, I just want a whole a whole segment of The Bachelor, uh, Adam Cole with his stables from the past with roses. You got Kevin Steen saying, I'm here to represent Mount Rushmore. You got uh, Bucks and Kenny like, we're here to represent the elite. Then you got Matt Taven and Mike Bennett because they're available now. We're here to represent the OGK. And then you got uh, Fish and O'Reilly saying, we're here to represent UE. So all his stables can come after him. He's a he's he's the most adorable man on the roster. Um, <laughs> Uh, Matt J. Hendrick says this is the best uh, story in wrestling right now, even better than the Bloodline. Yeah, I said it. I don't even think that's close because the Bloodline has been good. good, It hasn't been one overarching arc, really. It's just been dominant stable. That's kind of what WWE has done good for a couple of years now. Uh, Alan Weinstein saying uh, thank you all for a great show. Thank you, Alan, for joining us. Um, Josh Bowen saying awesome show, awesome panel and chat. This stream has been great. Thank you. We appreciate that. And Frantic World saying great live stream, guys. See you later tonight for Full Gear. Yes, later tonight we go live 8 p.m. Eastern time with our Full Gear watch along hosted by Romeo. A bunch of the game will be there to watch along with you so join us live for that but we got to thank benno for an absolutely amazing episode of true hill heat benno i know the people know you by now but please let them know where they can find you sir oh thank you man great to uh, to hang out with you guys again great way to uh, to spend full gear day uh yeah um grapple um is where you can mainly find the uh, the grapple spotlight podcast where we talk uh, the world of wrestling every monday night uh, it was sunday this week just to get the uh, the full gear uh, reviewing quickly download the grapple app uh, where you can throw in your star ratings and pretend you're dave Meltzer. um that's uh, always worth doing and yeah on twitter at benson richard where you can find my salty tweets and terrible takes that's where they are Salty tweets and terrible taste. You need to put that in your bio. I love it. Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, Chrissy Love, can you let the people know where they can find you? Sorry for all the lo- noise in the background. Uh, I don't know where they're who they're trying to catch or whatever. But anywho, 
Um, <laughs> you can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. Uh, it is uh, Chrissy Love underscore one, or just Miss Chrissy Love. And my name on Facebook is Crystal Lynch. And you can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. I will try my darnest to be here tomorrow for our AEW Full Gear Roundtable Review. We're going live at 12.05 p.m. Eastern Time. So hit the subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. Uh, like I said earlier, Full Gear Watch Along later tonight. You got the Roundtable tomorrow. You got True Rewind I'm up on here. So I'd be in I'd be in this, in this gym shooting shots over here, but you can also find me over on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel on uh, Monday and Tuesday, uh, Monday and Wednesday. Also, Romeo put it up. True Rewind episode 62 is up right now with our WWF King of the Ring 1996 review, as well as our full gear preview with Top Guy JJ and Romeo as well. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Thank you all for joining us live for True Hill Heat 151. Become a Patreon supporter now. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. True Hill Heat 151 post show will be up later. I want to thank Benno so much for joining us on this Full Gear Saturday. I want to thank Miss Chrissy Love, everyone in the live chat who is joining us live. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. Support the True Hill Heat gang. And of course, we will be back here next Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time with True Hill Heat 152. For Benno, for Miss Chrissy Love, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 151. Full gear in the valley. We are signing off until next time. <laughs>